In the distance, I see a shining light. In the sky, I met the maker, and we survived this lovely life. What will begin to make it end when we survive this lovely life? Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Make it rain. Making it rain, apparently. Bobo with some uh, singles coming out the wallet there. You love He's to see that. He's under 20s, under 20s. Let me grab one of those. Bobby, what are you doing to... Uh, yeah. He's got another one here. Hey. Do you know how many are in there, Bobo? We've been uh, running some people on the golf course. He's been hustling out on the disc golf course, just mm-hmm. like joining some groups randomly and being like, like just throwing it backwards on accident, just totally sure pulling the wool over their eyes. Exactly. You played with me, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like and one disc. Golf I'm like, oh, there. Bob, that's a great shot, and he's like, ah, god, that's terrible. Dang <laughs> it. Let's play Mullies on this one, guys. And I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. That's accurate. It is me. nice playing with, yeah, whenever you play golf with someone that doesn't play a lot, and like every shot, you're like, damn, what a written, and you're like, I hate this shot. Please be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, there's a great there's a great meme on Twitter. It's like me watching the Olympics. I'm like, ooh, that was like a perfect little, you know, figure skating thing. And they're like, uh-huh. oh, he has to really feel bad about that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Shows how much uh, <laughs> I know about figure skating or whatever the hell it is. The triple South Cal. <laughs> there you go, Bobo. Bobo knows a little something, something. Mm, I know about cows. <laughs> that you do. You think you? Oh, thank you. You're welcome, Josh. That's a little tip. For you. That's a little tip for keeping this uh, train on the rails tonight. Yes, sir. So, gentlemen, uh, I think we had a good Memorial Day weekend. Got some golf in. It sounds like Addy. We did. Yeah, against all odds. Against all odds. No one believed in you, but here you are with a three-week-old uh, getting some rounds in. Blessed. Uh, yeah, the wife felt bad for me because uh, I had to go back to work today, so she felt bad. And, uh, yeah, she had, it's what, uh, it's what a great wife does. Let you go play golf whenever you want to do it. <laughs> just need to relieve some tension or I swear to God, the top of my head is going to blow I off. Do. I needed, uh, yeah, just mental health time. That yeah. was, uh, on the golf course. I needed just uh, verbally abuse myself for three to four hours. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What you do. I mean, really your mental health spiked as soon as you walked in the parking lot and then immediately took a nosedive. It is like the rounds where you're, I, I played a solo round yesterday at uh, shout out park mammoth. Just uh, mm. we'll never get over that place. Mm. Can we get them as a sponsor? Do you think we could play? I think we off? could. I mean, yeah. I went viral on the. I'm going to probably do some more tweets out there. I'll, I'll get some more likes yeah. and, and everything. But yeah, we. I'll. I'll. I'll uh, maybe at least get me. You know, some free rounds for me. Hey, that was my first job working for Dave. So yeah, really, we got an. Make a call, okay. Bobo. Yeah. Let's we'll get. Let's do. get Park Mammoth as a sponsor. That. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, like when you're out there on the solo rounds, man, you're just the worst to yourself. You're mm-hmm. just like, you idiot, yeah. just saying the worst stuff about yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. It's good. It's that's, good for you. It's good. It keeps you humble. That's how you if know you're. Else. That's how you know your de- degenerate status when you uh, are on the disc golf or the golf course, just a lone round. I love them. Honestly, it's when I probably play my best. And I know that sounds ridiculous because it's like, well, nobody was there to watch you shoot a seventy nine. But I did it. I did it. Just yeah. No distractions. Yeah. No one there to vouch for you. But yeah, you just. I feel like you get more of a rhythm. It depends though. If it's like if it's. If it's, you know, no one's out there, that's mm-hmm. that's the best. Yep. Like yesterday, I played in like two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. That's money. Just rolling. Yeah. That's pretty nice. 
It was a good day. It's a good day. Good weekend. Hope everyone out there had a happy Memorial Day. That's always a fun one. That's always a it's great a, weekend. It's a very underrated holiday. It is. I really do believe that's the official kickoff of summer. Hot as hell around here. It was. And the rain <laughs> so fi- scorching. Rain finally settled down, too, where it was like, all right, it's not going to be 60 degrees and, you know, feel like Seattle. It's going to be like Bowling It was Green. cold last week. Hot, it was cold. Weather. And it was like, it made up for it, I think, this weekend. We got 90 degrees and humid. And oh, yeah. We didn't need that rain last week. Yeah, we did. We're sponsoring a little state action today. I was going to say. Vermont, keeping it weird. I got Texas, uh, forever, Texas forever. Kentucky, Kentucky State, State Police. State Police. Sir, shout out. <laughs> Hope I never our, see you. <laughs> uh, repping some of our uh, our favorite states right there. Mm-hmm. Baba, where, did you go to Vermont? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I've gotten this shirt from. <laughs> I was going to say, you've never been to Vermont. I've accumulated it from somewhere. It's a good shirt. Who yeah. cares? Good shirt's a good shirt. That's it's right. Like, reminds me of uh, my buddy in Austin. Uh, keep Austin weird. That's right. Love you, JT. There we go. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Literally, that's his name. So, Adam knows him real well. Yep. I was talking about the one Bobby's thinking about. <laughs> yep. Totally. Going to take you first in fantasy this year. Thank you very much. Please and thank you. Well, Hope you all had a great weekend. It is a great start to the week, gentlemen, because Christmas came a little early this Mm -hmm. week. We all knew, if you've been keeping up with us on social media, that the IDP Draft Kit was going live on Wednesday, June 1st. And a little treat for you all, if you're listening to this here on Tuesday the 31st, it went live a day early so you can get in there and check it out. TheIDPDraftKit.com, 20 bucks went live early. So if you were already a subscriber, if you had purchased the draft kit over at the IDP you got access to it a day early, get in there and check it out. We're going to be hyping this thing all off season. But tonight, gentlemen, we've got a very special episode. We're going to be looking at the top 24 dynasty linebackers, which As I mentioned in the last episode, one of our most popular episodes of all time. We know y'all love some dynasty ranks. We know y'all love some linebackers. We love the numbies. And we love the numbies. We are nothing if not vain, Bobbo. Oh, yeah. Love being vain. All about the numbies. All about the numbies. So we're going to hit you all with the top 24 linebackers. This is pulled directly from Adam's dynasty ranks over at the IDPDraftKit.com. So we're going to walk you through, and you're going to get a small taste of of what all comes in this draft kit, boys. But before we jump in, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the kit itself. Addy, Bobo, y'all did rankings for the kit. Addy, you did uh, redraft and dynasty. Bobo, you did redraft. We also had Logan from IDP Guys, who's one of their rankers, helped us out with some consensus ranks and just got to look at the finished product before we came out here, Addy, and it's looking pretty good. It's good. It's good. I mean, we spent a lot of time on them. We want these things to be legit. I mean, if we're going to... We've never... Uh, charge anyone for anything. So the fact that we are actually doing that, we want to make sure and we, and we do a good job with what we put out there. So mm-hmm. we've done that. We've worked hard on it. We're going to continue to work hard, hard on it. Yeah. Um, these, these things are going to keep getting updated because there'll be plenty of things. That That's happen. right. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we look forward to getting feedback as well because this is our first year doing it. You know, we, we want, we want feedback because we want to make this thing awesome. We want to make it mm-hmm. even better. Um, but yeah, it's awesome to work with everybody and, and get to do this. It's a good group, Bobo. Good group of uh, good group of folks that we got to work with on this IDP draft kit. It truly is, it truly is. But you know, me and Adam are good rankers. Adam said it last uh, definitely last week. top twenty. You know, we're definitely in the top twenty uh, IDP rankers for sure. Um, it's good stuff. No kidding. And you had to retrain your brain a little bit to do redraft because mainly 
if we play in the dynasty world, this is primarily a dynasty focused pod. So I think it was a good exercise for y'all to get in there and do some redraft as well. You, you want to know what probably helped me the most with that is your uh, stupid little best ball leagues that you keep throwing oh, us well, in. Thank you. And I have a draft. Exactly right. What that's, a compliment. That's a great point. We're actually out here drafting in mm-hmm. these streets. You know, we're not just looking at, we are, we are, we're, do, we're doing that as well. We're looking at the stats. We're, we're in the spreadsheets, but mm-hmm. we are actually uh, out here drafting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very important. We're not just doing, you know, just the leagues we're in, we're doing mocks. We're, we've started doing a ton of best balls. Uh, we've got these reps in, which is important. A lot of people don't do that. They just, you know. You can't know value if you're not in the you, sheets and in the streets. Exactly right, right. man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it just helps us with the rankings and everything. So we, we kind of have an idea of what people are doing and, and when they're doing it, and uh, I think that's helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. For sure. And we've... Uh, also, subvention in the kit as well. We've got some great write-ups in there, some blurbs on uh, breakouts, sleepers, and busts that our boy Kyle Bellyfuel and DFF Trip put together. Uh, one of my favorite resources, gentlemen, is the vacated snaps report that Kyle yeah. B put together. This is for the uh, I like to do my own research and draw my own conclusions fantasy player. Okay, get into the vacated snaps report. It looks at DL, LB, and DB snaps that are vacated by team, and it's color-coded so you can really easily see that the Las Vegas Raiders, for instance, Bobo, have a ton of opportunity up for grabs. So then you can decide who do you like from that team for your IDP squad. Absolutely. And I'm a little bit like that to some extent. Um Offensively, I will check out ranks from time to time from from the big names, um, but honestly, I like to come to uh, come to my own um, conclusions conclusions about players or thoughts or teams or um, you know th- p- people forget a lot too that rankings are projections. They're not looking back always at stats. Anybody can do that. Sleeper can do that for you within the you know a couple clicks of the mouse. You can figure out who scored the most in twenty twenty one. That's not going to help you for 2022 because there's a lot of things that you might possibly miss, you know, and and we've talked about this before in a lot of these drafts. Josh says that he'll pull up a lot of Adam's ranks, and the reason you want to do that is not because, um, you know, I don't want to be cocky. I don't want to be the cockiest person there. What I want to be is the most educated person there so that when all of a sudden there's a linebacker who people completely forget about who was either hurt or wasn't drafted or just sleeper's ADP has just buried them, then you look like you look like a freaking genius when you've got them here on your, you know, your ranks that you're actually looking for, or the uh, cheat sheet. Another great feature one. of the draft kit. Yeah, really beautifully designed uh, cheat sheet with all of our redraft consensus rankings on there. Print it off. Print if it you out. Want to. Who cares? Cross it off. Yeah, y'all made fun of me for years. I know. Still back do. Back of the VIP. Bring him up. Bring him my old. Uh, I get it. Pen and paper. If I get it. The, if the cheat sheet is good enough. Yeah. Hey. F it up. <laughs> F it up indeed. So uh, that is uh, another feature of the draft kit that we're crazy about is the cheat sheet, the vacated snaps report. I mentioned in the video that I made for Twitter that the the scheme capsules that DFF Trip wrote, yeah. worth the price of admission alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. You don't have to say anything else after DFF Trip. People That's know. It. We've had it. I mean, he's That's been on it. the show. He's crushed. Everything he does is is gold. Uh, the guy is, is extremely smart, and I love getting to learn from him. Yeah, absolutely. One of the brightest minds, especially on the coaching and the scheme and how that's going to impact IDP. This is not just like chest pounding, trying to sound smart for the sake of it writing. He really helps you try to understand where there might be value, where you might be coming up a little bit short based on the scheme for each of these teams. He walks through the relevant pieces. 
It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I also want to shout out, we have the IDP starter kit in there, which is a great resource. If you're new to IDP, which I'm guessing, boys, a lot of the folks who check this draft kit out will probably be new to IDP or newer. And so if that's you, if you fall into that boat, welcome. We're glad you're here. And we have a starter kit in this draft kit for you. It's going to be a couple of podcast episodes I did with Mike Wellert, some starter articles from IDP guys. And then another really cool feature, gentlemen, an article from DJ Keltown looking Mm -hmm. at the scoring breakdown, comparing different scoring systems to see which might be best for you. Is it really that different from one scoring setting to the next? How big play one league is compared to the other? Mm -hmm. If I'm remembering correctly, by the metric he came up with, we are the biggest big play league out there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for like, uh, yeah, defensive ends or defensive linemen. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just a star-studded cast. It really is. Top to bottom. We've tried to cover all the bases, but like Addy said, we would love you all's feedback. And it's a one-time deal. Yeah. It's it's not like you're paying it every month. That's right. 20 bucks. We're going to keep updating it. You can reach out to us, Mm -hmm. ask us questions. Like, we we are all very uh, responsive. Um, Yeah, we want you to win your leagues. Mm -hmm. That's right. We think you will. This is going to be a great start. Great Again, start. You don't we want you to be patient with these. Like, th- this is why you have this stuff. We want you to be patient. Get your offense out of the way. Don't start hitting IDPs until like the set, you know, seventh, eighth round at the earliest. Yeah. Yep. Be patient. That's what you want these things for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you have, like we said, Bobo, a good list of players. Mm-hmm. That's what. Even if you are a a ten to fifteen year veteran of IDP, and you said I don't need ranks. Yeah. Have a good list of players because even the best of us. Forget players from time to time. Absolutely. You know, and that list is going to change. We're going to sit here a month from now, and the list is going to be completely different because all of a sudden in camp, two guys have torn an ACL. Um, one guy's got picked up off free agency, and another guy was traded, you know. So um, tune in. You know, get you, get you a draft kit. Continue listening to us. Um, we're going to set you in the right direction. Yeah, what, like what happens when uh, I saw Baron Browning is making the Micah Parsons change and mm. being lined up at edge, and that's apparently where he's going to stick. How does that affect his ranking? Is that uh, gaining more heat? Ca- saw that on Twitter today. Mike mm. Wollert retweeted it. So was uh, on that. Wow. Heard, heard it. Uh, another great tweet I saw was about Quay Walker, that, that he, from the front office on down to the coaching staff, to the players are saying, this guy is going to transform what we can do on defense. Mm-hmm. Where does Quay Walker go if that actually is true? Or is this another Zayvon Collins situation? That's what we're going to figure out. What happens when A.J. Johnson signs somewhere? Where does he go in the rankings? Mm-hmm. All these are the sorts of things that, you know, is going to evolve throughout the summer. That's why this can't be a static resource. A.J. Johnson's going to Arizona. Yeah. Arizona to kill Zayvon Collins. With Nick Vigil. Oh, man. Where would y'all like to see him? Because I've got him in our main league, and I'm just like, man, I hope he lands in a AJ primo Johnson? spot. Yeah. Oh, man. I've said the Lions. That'd be a great spot for him. Um, I'm just trying to think of those talent-deprived linebacking units. I think the Chargers would be fun. They would be a, that wouldn't be be bad. a good spot for him. That wouldn't be Stay bad. in the AFC West. Can't argue that he's any. He's not worse than Troy Reader. He's going to the Chiefs or something no, stupid. No, he's probably better than Tranquil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lions, the Texans, why not? I mean, God no, they got enough linebackers. We don't. But he's I mean, a, he would win out. Yeah, exactly. He's immediately the best in a in a very muddy situation. I love. Uh, I went back today or maybe yesterday and listened to two podcasts back of the Big Nickel with Kyle B and with Macri on the uh, landing spots for the linebackers, and they were talking about Muma again and how Jacksonville's you know 
upper echelon, their brass is going to be sitting back watching foyer thinking, how much do we pay this guy? <laughs> we paid again? this guy. How many millions guaranteed? When can we get out of this thing? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and it's 2023, right? I think it's not till 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I have a, that's why I've been saying it's a two year hold on Muma potentially. Okay. Well, that's 22 fine. and 23. My thought was, is could you move foyer right now? No, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you could with that deal. Oh, you're talking about in real life. Yeah. 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 Not um, IDP. Jacksonville's probably stuck no, with him, no you think? Yeah, no one's taking that on. I got you. No. No. I don't know <laughs> exactly what not. the deal was, but it's it pretty a rich. It was, a, it was a lot, a lot of, of money. We're more than happy to see Jacksonville shell out that for Yeah. Him. Thank you for yeah. it had removing to be one, the temptation. It had to be one of those situations where after they got Muma, they were like, gosh, dang yeah. it. We got these two linebackers, and we just paid him a lot. Like, I mean, best... Best player available, but they overpaid everybody. I guess you have to 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 get people to want to come there. You don't have, have to pay to. Zay Jones nine million dollars a year. You yeah, just was, don't have was, to do it. So, silly. do you like that method, or do you like the Chicago Bears, where they're like, ah, we're just not going to pay anybody this year. We'll see y'all next year. I was thinking about that because the question came up of like, do you pay overpay for like a Kirk Cousins type of quarterback, or do you go pay Mitch Trubisky ten million dollars a year? Mm. I mean. I don't know. I think you win more ball games with Kirk Cousins, and as a fan, I don't know. Winning is cool. Being competitive is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to watch Mitch Trubisky or Marcus Mariota or any of these other Jags that were out there on the free agent heap this year? I sure don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, even though Kirk Cousins is not the most exciting thing, the argument was: Do you overpay for these middle of the road quarterbacks, or do you just go grab someone off the free agency heap for a third of the price? I'd probably preferred the third of the, of the price just because i mean think about it with minnesota they've never had they never they never have top picks they never can go out and get like one of those top quarterbacks they always get like the third or fourth option or whatever they're they're like too good to to be in the running for one of those guys unless they just trade three picks or whatever to yeah move up in the draft they're stuck in that Steelers purgatory that's the problem uh, you're not it. you're not bad enough to tank yeah i wouldn't be surprised though to see kevin o'connell Try to mimic some of the Sean McVay type methodology. That should be great for for Kirk. Yeah. I mean, they're already talking about Thielen's already talking about how it's he's learning more than he ever has in the league. Um, how old yeah, is Kirk? So he's Kirk is like thirty three, thirty four, early to mid forty or mid forties. He's Tom Brady, mm-hmm. early to mid thirties, I think. It, Kirk is kind of the the franchise quarterback that's the most disheartening for a fan 33 he'll be 34 august 19th there you go every year there's that glimmer of hope to where it's like we could make the playoffs. that's what they that's what they were saying is every how many coaches have come in and said i can win with kirk cousins yeah. you know yeah and it just is this false hope that very quickly turns you can maybe to win a, a, a game you can maybe win the opening round a playoff game you're not gonna win no he can't string them together the weird digs catch and now, that wasn't even him. That yeah. was Keenum. Marcus, Let me ask you this, was though. It? Yeah, that was Case Keenum. It, that it, was? Yeah. Cousins, wow. I think he, he has one win in Minnesota. Here, Let me ask you this question, though. That's with the Vikings. Wow. Let's say you drop Kirk Cousins, and this is not unrealistic because it's Kyle Shanahan. If Kirk Cousins is the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers last year, they probably win that game against the Rams, right? Oh, yeah. That's Kirk a serious... That's Kirk what I'm saying. a major upgrade over Jimmy You G. can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. but you need a stellar supporting cast. Yeah, and that was always a rumor that uh, Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins for that job. Yeah. Makes wow. sense. That, they had their history there in Washington. Yeah. Right? And and Kirk Cousins, people forget, ended up taking the job from RG3. Yeah. The 49ers you know? are kind of prime right now. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, prime defensively and then, you know, prime offensively as well. You've got some good young running backs. You've got, I mean, I don't know what your Debo situation is, but Debo, Ayuk. She's a good third running back. Kittle. Oh, my gosh. Man, they, they. Yeah. You see what they're, I mean, the the rushing the rushing threat of Trey Lance and them yeah. having these two backs that are just going to pound you to death. It's going to be hard to deal with. Okay, the, so question. What's your confidence meter? Zero to a hundred that Trey Lance is the week one starter. Oh, a hundred. For me, it's about seventy percent. Every day that Jimmy G is still on this roster, nah, I grow a little more skeptical that Shanahan's actually gonna pull the trigger. They're on not this. gonna let Jimmy G start. I don't know, man. It makes me nervous. That dude stinks. I know, but <laughs> he's the known he's the known factor, right? Yeah, that's dumb. I mean I agree. I agree. I think it should be Trey Lance. But and Kyle has come out. I mean, if he, he wants to do that, that's fine. But Kyle has already come out and said that Trey Lance is a starter. Well, there Garoppolo's go. not good, but he's also not bad. That's the thing. The, and I don't mean even middle of the road. Coach like likes consistency. Whole, he's this whole other, like, better or worse than Alex Smith? Worse. He's not good. Alex Smith at his height was a very good quarterback. Because Garoppolo reminds me of Alex Smith from like a game managing type yeah, mentality. He has no deep ball. That's true. Uh, I would be. He's terrible. I would be he's interested awful. to know the the um, how how far downfield they're throwing the ball. It can't be very far. It's got to be like Big Ben ass lowest depth of target probably exactly. for yeah. a quarterback. What's the uh, so early uh, mini camp hype? What's the uh, who's the player that you're getting the most uh like getting the most hype about for this year anybody nobody offensive or defensive nobody yet man i try not to get too much in on this um i have one i, I did like the michael Pittman saying matt ryan could stick it wherever he wants and uh mm. twitter had a field day with no, that i one. didn't see that I yeah missed that twitter was dropping some Hate some that. failed butt jokes love that who's your guy bobo uh probably david bell you just you got you got uh, you got Bell so you got the Bell Bros Dang you got it. Von Bell and David Bell I know the whole Deshaun and Alexander thing. Graham we've had a conversation about that but if Deshaun does throw the football I think David Bell could be fantastic for fantasy football Deshaun caught a twenty third case today I, I don't did, know I did don't see know that. what's gonna happen true. that is true I did Watson. see that don't know what's gonna happen with that. where's Baker going I think he's gonna be starting week one for the Browns I really do wow how weird is that what's uh, who's I know you got one. Um, for offensively, I like, uh, someone that's like late that I've been, I've been liking a lot late, uh, recently is, uh, Kyle Phillips, Tennessee Titans. Oh uh, yeah. He's a dude out of UCLA, kind of like a slot receiver. That's but, a deep dive. But man, he's looking really good mm-hmm. in practice and stuff. I mean, he's, he's got the, he's just got that, you know, prototypical. He's got that dog receiver. in him. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. But, but really nice crisp routes. I mean, he's been getting rave reviews. So he's someone that I like, um, I saw that uh, Jaquan Brisker was getting really good reviews. Mm-hmm. Same with uh, Kyler Gordon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like that. All right. There we go. How you feeling about Hollywood Brown right now? Uh, fine. Yeah. I mean, that's I think a big, that's a big bump. There. That's a huge bump. Yeah. I mean, seeing Nuke Hopkins on the sideline for the first, what, six or seven games? Uh, and you were wondering what, what's happened with the Cardinals the last episode. Uh, it's because they just lose. They've lost all their offensive pieces mm-hmm. down the stretch the last few years. Yeah, maybe. Yonder Hopkins is getting old. I think the league kind of figures him out. And I I wonder, is that a coaching thing? Is that a Kyler thing? I think that's a coaching thing. I would love to see them with a new coaching staff. I really think uh, Cliff Kingsbury holds them back. I feel like Kyler, I mean, what he should be able to do is 
basically anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was playing at an MVP level those first eight weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of people. I mean, he's small, I guess, but that hasn't really been a, you know, held him back too much so far. Mm, I lied. Justin Ross. Yummy. Oh, that's a good one. That's, Bobby is going to be, fun. he's going to be taking one. Justin Ross in about the fifth <laughs> round of drafts here. V- back of the VIP and, a, you know, redraft offensive only. He's going fourth round to me. You're going to be, you're going to get a $200 budget. You're going to be dropping about uh, 150 on Justin Ross. You all are right. He does have to take <laughs> a couple hit. hits. Take an actual football hit. But, uh, man, if he, if he can take those, good gosh. What about uh, Wandale has uh, actually... More than one or two, Bob. He's well, two or three. Season three or four. Hits. <laughs> if he ever gets on the, the field on the, the outside, Chiefs Adam. fifth receiver. Deep outside. What about Wandale? He's uh, he's looked okay on uh, he's fun too. Danny Dimes' horrible deep balls. He's someone that's just been a value basically on every mm-hmm. draft. He's like... He's he's been there in the third round like in yeah. a lot of leagues. You overdrafting... Are you drafting him ahead of Kadarius Tony? Probably. Uh, now, like in a startup? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Because the Kadarius Tony's disgruntled. Like, I think he broke a pinky toenail and was out for like two days from camp. So, oh boy, man, he was awesome for a stretch. He was. Year. I just think he's disgruntled. I think he wants out. I think he'll be somewhere else potentially. Which could be good for him. That could yeah, be I mean, fresh start. Be the worst Let thing. him piss off Get another team. Danny Dimes. Something I learned the other day. Did you see uh, Calvin Ridley was uh, being talked about um, coming to the Eagles before all of his stuff came out? Really? Yeah. Not a surprise. They, they ended up getting A.J. Brown, right? So they were in the receiver market. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. I'll, I'll leave you all with this, and then we'll get into the IDP talk. to a ton of receivers. I heard this on uh, the <laughs> Underdog Fantasy Football Show. They said uh, they had Charles McDonald on, and he said, um, what, what they call uh, Calvin Austin, the Steelers wide receiver, mm-hmm. in their group chat. Bobby, I know you'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. 2.0. Oh, gosh. 2.2.0. Oh, hey. He's getting good reviews, though, right? That's 100% true, man. I don't know what's going on with Van Jefferson right now. I don't know why he's not running. But essentially, it's Cup runs one, A-Rob runs one, and then 2.2 runs one. I actually saw a bunch of hype today for 2.2. Not just these weird catches, but one thing was how many um, uh, yards after the catch or maybe how many receptions per game he had in the preseason. They were basically saying, like, McVay was preparing for using him. And he's going to get used. Don't go get him. I don't really know what fantasy value he's going to provide. But, yeah, the 2-2 season. 2-2-2.0, No, 2-2.0. 2-2.0. 2-2.0. That's even better. It's great. It's a fantastic nickname. Wow. So let's get into Dynasty linebackers. Not for him. Uh, Yeah, not for For us. It's Not for Calvin Austin. To be continued, could be season of 2-2. Do do season, do two point season. Let's talk dynasty linebackers, and right off the top, we're gonna give y'all a little bonus here. The twenty fifth ranked linebacker. Hey, let's not do that. That it's, might step on the kit. Cat, cat, cat's out the bag, Eddie. We, we rank quite a few linebackers. Come on now, Josh. Don't give it away for free. So twenty fifth ranked linebacker, just for y'all, because I love you. Is uh, one of my babies, one of my flag plants, who really just kind of uh, shoved it in my face last year. Jamin Davis of the Washington Commanders had 76 total tackles, three TFLs, one sack, and a pass breakup. Graded horribly, 46.8 overall on 56% of snaps. Played 16 games, 6.4 points per game, but 
10.14 points per game in his last five games. So he finished the season strong, got more playing time as the season went on. Addy, what gives you confidence here to put Jamin Davis inside your top 25 linebackers for Dynasty despite a pretty underwhelming rookie campaign? I mean, the fact that it's, you know, it's going to be a second season. He's still young. He still has the first-round draft capital. He still has a pretty uh, shallow depth chart in front of him, nothing that's, you know, too scary. We like Cole Holcomb. Love that he has the mullet. That's the, that's our favorite thing about him, of course. John Macri's new uh, picture in our right. Slack. Right. So, that, I mean, Macri's a fan. Uh, that's enough for me uh, on the Holcomb talk. How did the Holcomb talk uh, hijack Jamin Davis? <laughs> we'll get to Holcomb. <laughs> yeah, he's on here. That's right. Uh, but, yeah, Jamin Davis, I mean, uh, he's young, and he's going to get an opportunity at some point. I mean, uh, and maybe even this year I'd, I'd say that they'll – They'll likely be running a lot of two linebackers out there, and I'd, I would hope that Jamin Davis is that second second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, Bobo, it's draft pedigree, it's draft capital, it's opportunity, and it's like Addy said, the fact this guy is so young. Yeah. You know, the other thing I've been thinking here lately, too, is think about how many of these rookie especially rookie linebackers, come out in their first year and grade horribly on PFF. That's true. You know, you watch a bunch of these off-season mini-camp shows. You know, I'm sure your team out there has a YouTube channel where they're talking about, yeah, Jammin's getting into the, uh, you know, he's getting into the playbook. He's learning the defense. You know, he's learning what to look at for the opposing offense and everything. It's not so much a playing thing. It doesn't always have to do with, their play on the field. It has to do with their understanding of the game. College football to the NFL is becoming, it's getting further and further apart from, even though it might kind of look the same, you know, you turn off a college football game and turn on the NFL, it might look similar. Um, Drastically, drastically different things. And I think that could just be one of these things is that, A, you've got really young guys, and B, the NFL is just a hard, uh, hard thing to understand. Nate, a friend of the show, Nate Tice, said it very well. Linebacker is becoming an increasingly difficult position to transition from college to the pros. So let's be patient with our babies like Jamin Davis, especially given the draft capital and the opportunity there in Washington. Number 24, the handsome one. Once named, I believe, the second most handsome player in the NFL by our beloved wives. Matt Milano of the Buffalo Bills, 86 total tackles, 15 TFLs, three sacks, two fumble recoveries, and five pass breakups. Graded at a 67 overall, 92% of snaps, 16 games played, and scored pretty well throughout the entire season, 12.1 points per game, 11.76 in his last five games. Bobo, you famously love Milano cookies. Do you still love Milano for Dynasty? I'm kind of tired of Matt Milano, to be honest with you. I feel like he's a little bit boom-bust. His first three games last year, 12 points, 22 points, 19 points. His next three games, one point, he didn't play in Kansas City, and then two points. Um, I don't know. He got banged up in a few of those games. Well, I agree, but... Man, even late towards the season, five points, four points, seven points, 11 points when you're really counting for him. I don't know. Milano is somebody I'm not really super comfortable as my LB2 anymore. I think Milano's really, he's that LB3 range at this point for me. I know there was a couple years there where I was locked and loaded for Milano at LB2, but I don't know. I'm just kind of, the shine is fading off a little bit. Addy, are you comfortable with Milano as your LB2? 
Uh, I mean, I would prefer a better LB2. <laughs> I like him as my LB3. Okay, so that's where um, we're seeing him right now. Interesting. Yeah, um, but I mean, I think he's right. He's at the he's at the high end. Do you LB3. have to draft him as an LB two? No, or exactly. can and you get him as an LB three? And that's why you like Milano. I think yeah. you're still going to see his his uh, counterpart Jermaine Edmonds go ahead of him. I still like Ma- Matt Milano more. Um, let's pull up some of his some of his stuff here. Let's pull up some of his pull up pull on his stuff, Addy. What you got for us? So we did the consistency uh, stuff where we were kind oh, of yeah. seeing like good how, stuff how by many, Addy. How many splash games they've had? Um, and Mr. Matt Milano here has he had seven games under ten points. He had nine games over ten points. He had three games over twenty points. He never hit. He never hit thirty. But I mean, I don't mind that. You know, for a guy you're getting, this is always someone you're drafting like around like LB twenty five to LB thirty five. Sometimes even later, people always sleep on Milano. Um, that's good production for a, for a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with that, and I think he's. I still think he's the best linebacker there in Buffalo. I think Tremaine Edmonds moves on next year. They did give Matt Milano like a four year deal, I believe, last year. Yeah, like he's going to be there. Million. Yeah. So I mean, there's probably outs on that contract, but still, I think he is the best linebacker there. Um, and yeah, I'm still okay. With, he reminds me of like uh, like a Eric Kendricks type of guy yep. where I think he'll age well. I mean, he's on a good defense. Um, yeah, I, I like Matt Milano. Yeah, they have an I'm out. talking about him. I'm going to maybe move him up. He's you... probably my number six now. <laughs> okay, he's super hot. We know that. They do have an out after this year, so they can save about $5 million if they move on from him uh, in 2023. So he'll be there for this year, though, for sure, because they actually – uh, be a negative eight million dollar hit, so they there's no reason to cut him this season. We know he's secure there, but surely they wouldn't. They're I don't think moving, they're moving not moving Tremaine. on from both guys. Yeah. I don't think in the same offseason. I mean, maybe that would be something. Third be round, something. third round pick, uh, Terrell Bernard, um, 89th pick overall. So you're probably looking at the Terrell Edmonds um, replacement in uh, 2023. Then. I agree. Yep. Bobo, you want to read this next one here for us? Number 23 on the list? Sure. Patrick Queen, 98 total tackles in 2021. 10 TFL, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. One pass breakup and two sacks. Queen was not a PFF's favorite with 43.5% overall grade, a 54% run defense grade, a 69% tackle grade, 69% pass rush grade, and a 35.1% percent grade he was about as bad as you could be on the pff grades yeah Yeah. he did have a 76 percent snap count um i think he played the most amount of snaps on the baltimore ravens aside from chuck clark last year he did play all 17 games and averaged 9.8 points per game how you feeling about queen bobo i like queen i'm kind of coming back around on him at least for this year because there's nobody else there um i'm not a believer in the other dude that's there malik harrison um, but Josh Bynes. Josh Bynes is nobody. I think the real the real person to be worried about is named Kyle Hamilton and how much Kyle Hamilton actually plays in the box. But I do love it's the – Chuck Clark. That's Chuck Clark's job. <laughs> Chuck Clark's going to be the Chuck, guy getting on our snaps there. Listen here. That's Chuck Clark's job if I've ever seen it. 
Imagine if that guy actually had to do the entire podcast. Who wasn't saying we should do an entire podcast of just voices? Can you imagine? We should. We should. Our we vocal cords would be. Everyone let us know if you want us to do that. Sound off in the Engulfed in flames. Who would you do it if you had to do it for like 60 minutes? I would do an impression of Adam's impression. <laughs> okay. I would just do my riff on what he's doing. Who would you do? What guy would you do? You'd rotate. I would do an impression of Josh doing an impression <laughs> of me. We were all just impersonating each other. <laughs> and I would do John Macri. <laughs> John Macri, eh? <laughs> Bacon? Ew, gross. Get that away from me. Stress dude. Stress dude. (laughs) All right, so Patrick Queen. um, I mean, okay. His name, his last name's Queen, right? I mean, we've we've been over this. But he's the king of queens. Oh, Bob. Uh, Bob. (laughs) Oh, Bob. Uh, I I don't know, man. Talk about a guy I want as like my LB3. But I, I mean, in Dynasty... Are you, can you get the discount on this dude? Probably. I think a lot of people are out. 100%. That's, I, I will say, I did notice uh, one of our favorites, Johnny the Greek, was drafting quite a bit of Patrick Queen. That he so was. He feels okay about Patrick Queen. I feel okay about Patrick Queen. There's one of the voices. Um, I'm curious <laughs> if you guys were, what, I mean, probably not wanting to go acquire Patrick Queen, but let's say somebody was. Like, I do. I'm a I'll... Queen believer. I want to go get this guy. What are you paying? What's a fair price? we got to understand right now, it is a bad time to be wanting um, picks. Okay? And, for instance, I know on my our trade value chart, uh, I have someone like Daniel Hunter. He's worth a second and a third uh, value-wise for me. Okay, that doesn't mean you're going to get him for a second right now. Yeah. Those picks are worth a lot. Yeah. And there's and these prospects are just too damn sexy. There's a chance that I get Kyle Hamilton there. I could get uh, maybe Aiden Hutchinson. I could get someone really. Devin so you're Boyd. talking about 2022 picks. Right. You, you're not getting. Yeah. You're not getting multiple picks for any of these kind of elite and, IDP guys. And timing wise, if your draft is over, 23 picks are worthless right now. I mean, I know they're not worthless, but they're. Worth the least that they ever will be worth right now. 2023? They're, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. time to so acquire them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But what you were saying, uh, I got to give a little love to Charlie, even though I don't think he's actually answered the trade. I think I had to withdraw it. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. I just completely you just outed him. you out. Just but, doxed him online. And it might have been one where I actually did a deal, and it. I think that was the case. It didn't end up going through because of uh, whoever I offered. But I think I tried to acquire Queen... For a third or a fourth, maybe. I think I would give in this draft or like a future. I think it was a twenty-three third, which is probably too much. I probably would give a fourth. I don't know that I want to give a third for. There'll be a yeah, there'll be a prospect. That, but that's the thing. I mean, you're betting on you're betting on Patrick Queen having a down year. If if Patrick Queen bounces back and puts up hundred and twenty tackles, yeah. Well, suddenly he's worth more than a third. It also is super dependent on how people treat draft picks. If Josh gets a draft pick, it's probably going to be there this time next year. If I get a draft pick, there's no way in hell it's going to be there this time next week. It probably has gone before the email comes through from RSO that <laughs> exactly. a trade has been uh, uh, you know, gone through in our league. I guess my thing for Pat Queen is I think he's like 22 years old. There you go. And we just got done talking about how hard it is to learn NFL defenses. Now, I do know he's been horrible in the missed tackle department. Um, so there is that, but it's just he got benched for Josh Bynes last year, y'all. Like that's well, Josh Bynes is like thirty-two. Mm-hmm. Patrick Queen again, twenty-two point eight. Like there's rookies that mm-hmm. came out that are that are older than that. There's just not a ton of these twenty-two-year-old linebackers that you're just like, damn, that's who I want for the Baltimore Ravens. And even Micah Parsons last year, the I mean. 
Michael Parsons is awesome, don't get me wrong, but all he was really asked to do was rush the passer, which is a whole lot easier than like being the green dot for the Dallas Cowboys. From a from a thought perspective, as far as running an actual NFL defense, they asked Pat Queen to do this his rookie year, and it was very evident that he was in over his head. Um, I don't know. I'm not you boys running a defense at 22, 23. Easy, absolutely easy. That's a Me best too. damn defense in the NFL. Me too. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling here, boys, and move to Pete. I don't want to keep it rolling. Hey, We're if rolling. you're playing a you're playing a spot on the defense, what are you playing, Eddie? Uh, I'm probably going to be defensive tackle. I, I just gonna say, love getting those Definitely I love just getting dirty. Plugging gaps. I'm getting dirty, baby. Are you playing, Josh? I'm playing defensive tackle right next to this <laughs> yes, guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Trench brothers. Speaking of that, uh, Keem Hicks. Yes, huh? How, how about that? Beautiful. How do they keep doing this? Mm-hmm. That's what we I'm... Where is this getting money? away with this? Yes. Pinkman meme, right? Yeah, Pinkman meme. Breaking Bad. Hell of a show, right? Love TV. Last, Definitely. Last full show I watched. Yeah. Was it really? I think so. That's great. That show no, went off the air Nathan, like for you. nine years ago. And I'm, I'm current on, uh, I think you should leave. Three. I think three. The, the threequel. That's great, Addy. I'm happy for you. I watched like 45 shows concurrently. but uh, You are crazy. I'm a freak. There's no doubt about it. Speaking of D-tackles, is Aaron Donald done? Boys, I don't know. They, I mean, they said, you heard it from his, his mouth. Got to get the contract figured out or I'm happy to walk away. I thought he said that he had to run it back. I thought I saw that lately. The end, of the, end of the quote said they've got to get the contract uh, worked out. If it's not worked so out, is, I'm at peace walking so away. So is this a one-year? So this definitely should have started affecting his dynasty rankings. But the reason why I don't think he's done is because, okay, the Rams don't get a deal done with Aaron Donald and he decides to retire. How many other freaking teams go to him and they're like, dude, how much do you want? Yeah. doesn't right. matter. The Rams still have his rights. But I, well, I guess They would true. have to trade for him. I guess that's true. Even though he wants a new deal. I see that a lot, though. Yeah. The, they would never trade Aaron Donald. They 30, could get the, a lot, though, still. They will absolutely. To go wait about two weeks. I think this deal will be done. Is Donald more or less important to the Rams Super Bowl than Matt Stafford? I would say he's less, less because when Matt Stafford Ooh. came in, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Aaron Donald's been there for, what, eight what about last season? year, though? What but, about last year, but, though? But Aaron Donald did have some of the biggest moments in that game. Of course. They don't win the Super Bowl the without Donald, yeah. but they haven't won the Super Bowl without Stafford. So, yeah. is Stafford he, was the missing piece. Quarterback, ultimately. Yeah. Stafford was a baller. Sure. That that no-look throw, bro, like, that's an that all-timer. Cool. You got to just have a – you got to have an NFT of that, Bob. And it was <laughs> – and he did it with just Cup, you know, really. Oh, yeah. Ben Skoranek started a Super I mean, Bowl. Odell uh, really wasn't himself but towards ACL early on. Gosh, Odell was so good. He was really coming on. Oh, That's he was like, he was back there. Late playoffs. That was like yeah, he was old like Odell. Himself. Yep. And that was not like Cleveland Odell. That wasn't normal Odell. Like, this was refreshed New York Giants. This was fresh Elon Dookie Odell. on the chest, Odell. Uh, yeah. Feeling there good. ain't nothing like Steaming. that rookie year Odell Beckham, dude. Yeah, everyone go back. Just I'll always do that from time to time. Just I'll just go look at the, that mm-hmm. log from that. I think it was like what twenty. That you do twenty sixteen. Odell looks at it as well. Boy, that is he was. There's no one that's even been close to his rookie year. That was no. It was twelve games, and it was just madness. Yeah, madness, absolute madness. And you picked him up on wave. You know what else he is did. madness? Addy he carried you to a title and and uh, he, right. he won. Pete he won Warner you. at the twenty second. We're not done with Odell Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> More OBJ talk, Josh. Remember that catch? Remember that catch? Y'all remember it? 
People no, don't Saturday night football. Three fingers. 62 Three tackles, fingers. four tackles for loss, 79.9 overall grade on 40% of snaps, 15 games played, six points per game with 4.7 in his last three games. Addy, what's the story with Werner? Are we – is this a situation where the veteran is going to crowd out this guy for much longer or is it about to be the Pete Warner show? Well, tomorrow Davis is like 34. Mm-hmm. He is certainly moving on. He's truly up there, up there yeah. amongst these old linebackers. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Malcolm Jenkins retire. I mean, it's that this next wave is coming with um, Demario Davis and Cameron Jordan. Hopefully, they trade him. That's what all these teams should be doing. That I'm sure they're trying, but that's all these vets should be on the block. Um, but yeah, I mean, even so, Pete Warner was was um, pretty damn good last year when he got a chance. Uh, and I think they can run both those guys out together again this year. Um, but either way, I mean, what was it? He had like three games of, of 10-plus tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, again, he wasn't out there a lot, right? What was his snap share? It was uh, 40%. So the fact that when he get when he gets an opportunity, he's soaking up tackles like that. We love to see that. I mean, that could easily be – just think what tomorrow Davis is. I mean, he, he could be easily that. And he's 23? Yeah, 23. Young as hell, Bobo. He yeah. does have second-round draft capital. I mean. I like it. I like it a lot, especially mm-hmm. with the uh, maybe the end coming for DeMario Davis here soon. Well, they should trade everybody. Michael Thomas, yeah, Kamara. The Saints are the opposite of that. They really think they're going for it. They were saying Winston's already, like, limping. they got a pretty substantial limp right now. <laughs> Just bring in Book back in there. Who? In Book. In Book? Ian Book. Do you not remember Ian Book? Sorry, Josh. Yeah, he started not, against the Cowboys, I think. Not hidden. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, uh, Saints fans for bringing up that. you were talking that, about one of your sci-fi that memory. movies or something. So, number 21. book or something? Sorry, Ian. I am. It's coming out uh, maybe next year. We'll see. Are you really? Yes, I am. Working is this on, a plug? This is a plug. Yes, go pre-order it. It's not even on Amazon yet. Uh, Addy, I am curious. When you put these ranks together, ranking someone like a Kobe Dean here at 21 above a Pete Warner what goes into that decision? Because we have evidence with Warner of what he can do in the NFL. We don't have that with Dean. So what is it when this is kind of a larger conversation, not just about these two guys in particular, but with the unproven commodity, what is it about that type of player that makes you rank them higher than a Pete Warner type? Just the, everyone was on this guy, you know, quite a bit. Everyone that we respect, I think it was like the Dean is like the second linebacker in this class pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. It was Lloyd and then Dean, and really he fell for medicals. Uh, Philadelphia is one of those one of those teams that's um, everyone always loves the GM, thinks he's one of the smartest guys in the league. Uh, so this is like a classic. Was Howie Roseman? Howie Roseman, that's right. It's like a classic Roseman pick. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like him. He was he was he was great at Georgia. Um, it's it. We're we're projecting the depth chart there. I mean, it's Kaiser White on a one year deal. T.J. Edwards, who's probably going to be moving on. After this year, I mean, it's going to be Dean's for the taking after this year, I would imagine. And maybe he even gets worked in this year because, again, neither one of those guys are really that big of a deal. All right, Bobo, I want to know, in your mind here, Addy has N'Kobe Dean at 21 and Troy Anderson of the Atlanta Falcons at number 20. So do you want N'Kobe Dean or Troy Anderson for your dynasty squad? Man, it's a tough, that's a tough one to, to sort out. I think I want Dean. Gosh, that's really hard. But if you bake in what you're going to get, probably you're one from these guys. I think you have to tip 
tip the cap towards Troy Anderson. Crowded situation, but if Deion Jones is moved, which I think Gosh, is hard. imminent, I don't know what I would do. That and, clears the lane. Remember, Troy Anderson has like one of the all-time RAS scores. It's like Dude's a, a freak. Like a ten. Yeah. Uh, and it's clearing out for him too. We know about Deion Jones. Yeah, it's Michael Walker and uh, Rashawn Evans. <laughs> the competition is Wick. a lot less stiff there. That's yeah. for sure. And that's a bad team. Um, and those second round pick for Troy Anderson and Foye Aluakon was the LB one last year. Um, and Deion Jones was a fine linebacker as well. Yep. So you know you're you know you're going to get production out of Troy Anderson probably sooner than the Kobe Dean, I would think. But, man, that's tough because Dean really doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, he doesn't have a crowded room to really, you know, part his way through either. I mean, all you got is Kaiser White. And there's a lot of, you know, schemes where Dean and White can run out together. Don't worry about TJ Edwards. He could be a nobody real fast, um, even like preseason fast. Yeah, Troy Anderson, if you're not on him now, you better hurry because the 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 time is coming. If he's in the third round of any of your rookie drafts, you oh, have gosh. to pick him up, scoop him up. Yeah, yeah, make it happen, folks. So we have. So what? What did you say, Anderson? I probably lean to Kobe Dean for dynasty, See, I, but it's very close. What about redraft? Uh, definitely Troy Anderson. I think okay. Anderson has more production year one because I, again, I think the the injuries still concerns me with the Kobe Dean. That's the that's what separates it for me. Yeah, is it, the injury. Uh, Troy Anderson. I mean, Troy Anderson has a better ca- uh, capital. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have the injury concerns. He's if right. Deion Jones is moved, that's a that's a depth chart that is a lot softer to get through. But you in my know opinion. he's moving. Yeah. He's moving. If not this year, next year. And we talk about Michael Walker. He's just a guy. I think he is too. I don't think he's great. Yeah, you look at who's there. So let's say I fully believe Deion Jones will be gone. Mm-hmm. So then the competition. You know, Sean Evans, Michael Walker Jeremy versus yeah. uh, Kaiser White and TJ Edwards. That is a much clearer path for Troy Anderson for 2022. Dynasty probably still like Dean a little better, but for this year, give me Troy Anderson. Gosh, and that, well, D'Angelo Malone's there, but that line's still going to be really bad also. Ebiketti's there. Grady Jarrett. Ebiketti's another guy that's going late in drafts. He was in the fifth round of one of those leagues I was in today. Who are the Falcons safeties? Richie Grant. Uh, they still got. I mean, Richie Grant was like a slot cornerback. Was he? Yeah. He was playing more Did they corner. they bring back Eric Harris? I don't even know, dude. That, that team's a mess. <laughs> wow. They're that, bad. That team is a mess. Not a mess. Cole Holcomb at 19 and his beautiful mullet. So, Addy, let me ask you this here. 142 total tackles, two TFLs, two INTs, a sack, all sorts of stats. Cole Holcomb played 99% of snaps, 16 games. 14.1 points per game and 16.42 points per game. All Cole Holcomb does is score points. So yep. let me ask you this. Is there any world in which, let's say both are healthy, let's say both play an equal complement of snaps. Is there any world in which Jamin Davis outscores Cole Holcomb in 2022? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. I just feel like... Barring injury, Cole Holcomb is like elite on a. He's, you know, he, he's top, one of the top basis. scoring linebackers. Look at this: 15, 14 points per game on the season yeah. and sixteen point four two his last five games. Yeah. Twenty five years old. That's good. Like, are we just underrating this guy? Yeah, probably a little so. bit. I think everyone is. I mean, he's always going to be a value in, in pretty much all the drafts. Uh, 
he he never gets overdrafted, right? I mean, have you seen him get no. overdrafted? Maybe 11, in the league with Nico or something. Yeah, 11 yeah. of 18 games, over double-digit points. He can score in the high 20s. Um, where Yeah, where is Cole Holcomb going in these dynasty startups? Is he... He's probably like... Now, he, his, his, uh, his ADP definitely has bumped up, but it's still like linebacker 15 to like 21, mm-hmm. 22, I'd say. So, I mean, still, you're going to... You that, could potentially get him at a value. Yeah. That's that's linebacker two prices, and you're going to have someone that on a per-game basis averages, you know, LB1 numbers. Who else was there with him last year? Didn't they have, like, Bostic for a second? That's right. And it was, Bostic. That's someone else. But uh, I think the move with Holcomb uh, is to enjoy this year and then sell that. Yep. Sell it. Sell it. All right. Another linebacker that gets completely overlooked. I know I grabbed him late in one of our best balls that we did is Shaq Thompson of the Carolina Panthers, 104 total tackles, nine TFLs, two INTs, two sacks, five pass breakups on 93% of snaps, played 14 games, scored 14.1 points per game, 9.65 points per game in his last five games. Bobo, uh, what are our expectations for Shaq Thompson? And is this a guy that you feel comfortable and confident having as your LB2. Absolutely, man. I really like Shaq Thompson. I think he um I think he kind of gets a bad rap there just because he's he's kind of been a little bit up and down over his career. But especially those PFF numbers, those PSF, PFF numbers as far as an LB2 is concerned are really solid. Are you getting LB1 status out of Shaq Thompson? I don't think so. But as far as a solid LB2, I think he's fine. Um, he does have a big play ability from time to time. You're going to see the snap count. Corey Littleton is nobody at this point in his career. You know, Jeremy Chin is going to do what Jeremy Chin's going to do, but he's not going to take a bunch of tackles away from Shaq Thompson. I feel like you're looking at another LB 18 probably for Shaq Thompson. I couldn't peg that any better. Um, and I feel like Thompson in drafts is either one end of the spectrum or the other. I feel like he's either drafted as the LB10 or people forget him and he's the LB25. There's like no in-between. There's no... He gets forgotten a lot. Absolutely. I he's think a guy, he's 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 a guy you can grab at value. And He's here's always the, that guy that gets drafted and it's always like, oh, man. Yeah, totally forgot about him. Here's the funny part. We just raved about Cole Holcomb and his points per game average, 14.1. Shaq Thompson, 14.1. Mm-hmm. These guys scored the exact same and uh, maybe even would have been a little better had Thompson not missed three games in the middle of the stretch there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm curious, Addy, with the age for Holcomb and uh, the same kind of points per game, they're both the LB1s for their teams, why go Shaq Thompson over Cole Holcomb? I just trust Thompson a little more. I think he's a better player. I thought he, I thought he was much improved last year. Does it feel like there's maybe a trap door under Holcomb a little bit? Yeah, exactly. That's why I think you should sell him. I mean, I don't know that he's that good. He's just a guy that's racking up a bunch of tackles. We've talked over and over how that doesn't equal good. I mean, even the grades are also showing that to us. He's in the fifties. You know, mm-hmm. good time to get out. I mean, I like Holcomb fine, um, but if you're going to be able to like get top dollar now, get it, get it. Go get it. Get you a beer. Get you a healthy I pour did. as yes, well. Sir. Damn good pour. You already missed the head of it, but all right. Yeah, you there you go. It. Give us a little love. 
Josh is two minutes late. I'm sorry. Bobby was in the middle of the point. I could not yeah, cut, you away. cut away. You could have cut away. You should have cut away. Bobby would have understood. Yeah, so that's it was a, one hell of a pour, was it not, Bobby? Deeply Bob? regret. Yeah. Great head on it. Thank you. 17, Blake Martinez, of course, missed most of the season, tearing his ACL early in week three. He had 12.12 points per game in his two full games played. Uh, Addy, this feels like a... A situation where a lot of Lake Martinez's dynasty value, at least in my mind, is going to be front-loaded into these next couple years. Yeah, I think that's, you know, with Shock Thompson kind of too. I mean, a lot of these guys that are, you know, getting up there in the 28, 29 that are ranked as high, like this is the time to sell them. Everyone else is still going to value them. They're still going to score very highly. People are going to convince themselves that they can last another three, four years, and maybe they can, but sell it, you know. You got to sell it if you can. Sell it, Bobo. I've got a waiver set right now, boys, and I'm going to tell you about it. No, tell us. It's on RSO, and I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I'm actually going to get uh, Micah McFadden tonight. Oh, nice. Good pickup. That's yeah. a great pickup. I don't know uh, I don't know about Martinez. I hope it's fine. Coming off of ACL, what is Martinez now? 28, 29. Um, LB17 is fine risk-wise. In a... In a draft, are you okay drafting him as the LB seventeen? Like, I mean, he plays like a LB one, really. There's probably a little bit of built in. Uh, I don't mind taking him as my LB seventeen because I think he can give you LB one numbers. I don't know for how many years. We'll see. Blake Martinez or Shaq Thompson for twenty twenty two. Boy, that's probably uh, Shaq, just because. I mean, one of it, them's coming. Yeah, one of them. One of them's coming the off the ACL, so that that does concern me, but. If we're living in an optimistic world where we think he'll recover and be fine, it, like, for instance, if we saw tomorrow that Blake uh, Blake Martinez was 100% cleared, had no issues with the ACL recovery, Blake Martinez is the answer for me. I just think that New, uh, New York defense is probably projecting to the future. You've got two good edges oh, yeah. now. You've got some younger interior guys. You know, maybe they look to move on from Martinez here in the next year. They're going to slowly will, tear it down. You don't let go of James Bradbury if you're not slowly rebuilding this team from the ground up. Your boy Xavier McKinney's there. They did let the older Jabril uh, Peppers go. Bradbury's uh, Logan gone. Well. Logan's right. Yeah. Logan Ryan is gone. Hmm. So it's a matter of time. But yeah, I it's think happen. for this year. But also Blake could land somewhere else. You know, this is a guy that's a yeah. He's been to multiple Pro Bowls. Mm-hmm. That stuff carries weight. You know, still in the NFL, um, he'll. I think he can still land around and be, you know, productive for IDP. Were these his PFF grades from last year? Uh, or, I'm assuming it was his PFF grades from the games that he actually played. Oh, so he did play three games last year. I just, I just saw yeah. where he tore his ACL. So another good, you know, that he should be fully recovered since yeah. it was early in the season. Yeah, that it was is true. He should be fine. Mm. Bobo, why don't you read this next one for us? Yeah, I want to hear y'all's opinion on this. I know Josh, you kind of have a a pretty firm opinion here on Quay Walker. It'll be 16 for Adam. 65 total tackles, 5.5 TFL. 1.5 sacks and three pass breakups to go with one fumble recovery. He was drafted in the first round, 22nd overall there by the Green Bay Packers. He was the first linebacker taken off of the board. So a little self-tout here. Go back and listen to the mailbag episode that Robert Mays did of the Athletic Football Show with Deontay Lee. They answered my question in the mailbag. It was pretty cool. This is my favorite football podcast. That was a nice little... Deontay Lee's a baller, too. Deontay Lee is awesome. Formerly of PFF, I believe. Yes, they had the Too High podcast and now is working full-time with The Athletic. So I asked him, why 
Why Quay Walker? Everything we heard was that Devin Lloyd was the number one linebacker for most people. N'Kobe Dean, probably number two, if you looked at like a consensus kind of draft guru kind of rankings. And then Quay Walker was like a nice sort of later target. Uh, And then he goes first to the Green Bay Packers at 22nd overall. So my question was why? And he basically said, I think there was a a mismatch between uh, the way that NFL evaluators saw Quay Walker and how the public saw Quay Walker and that GMs and scouts had a much different uh, handle on what Quay Walker could do for your team. And he said people weren't as convinced on Devin Lloyd. So that's the reason. And what he allows uh, the Packers to do on defense is something that they weren't quite sure they were getting with Devin Lloyd. So go back and listen to the answer. Deontay does a much better job of answering this question. But I love that. And that's why you should play IDP, the fact that you can right. think about stuff like that and ask those type of questions. I mean, folks that just play offense don't even know who Devin Lloyd is. Yeah, probably. They, they, have, they don't. They, they're just uh, like, they don't, or they don't care. They don't care. Which is a shame because you're just missing out on like a whole half of the league with a whole bunch of ballers. Yeah, because there's a lot of storylines when you bring in IDP. A lot of interesting interesting things that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, play IDP. So here's the thing. Buy we, draft kit. We, yes, buy the IDP draft kit, the idpdraftkit.com. Quay Walker, we love for Dynasty. Addy, are you going down this road for redraft? Are you trusting Quay Walker? Not redraft. It's going to be too expensive probably. Um, just because he was a first-round pick, people will be excited. But, again, we know that Green Bay doesn't typically use two linebackers. But I do think Quay Walker and, like, everything they're saying seems like that he's going to buck the trend for him. I'd be surprised if it's early on year one, but I do see that happening. I mean, uh, but even if not, I mean, are we going to be surprised if Devonder Campbell falls off a cliff in a year? No. No. We so, hope not. I mean, it's going to be Quay Walker's Lock. season at some point. He's going to be locked in there as their linebacker one. It's just a matter of time. Uh, we liked him. Pre-draft, uh, the landing spot was weird, but we know how stuff that you know how quickly that stuff can change. That's right, Bobo. I love him for dynasty. May grab him late, like late in redraft. Mm-hmm. But even then, I don't know that that's necessarily the best strategy because, like Addy said, and I agree, I don't think we're going to see it that early with Quay Walker. That's a fun defense, though. Um, it's maybe Rash- one of the best defenses in the league. Rashawn Gary's coming on. Kenny Clark's playing well. Um, Savage and Amos there for uh, uh, with Jair Alexander in the Russell uh, Douglas, Eric Stokes, yeah, yeah Eric Stokes secondary is awesome. That, that's no weaknesses across that entire defense. I would not be super surprised to see Quay Walker splash some this year. Now it probably is going to be difficult to get week in and week out production from him, but I could see the the defensive staff there having some fun with him because. Just like Josh and us were talking about pre-episode, um, there's a lot of people in the building that are saying that Quay's going to play. Uh, uh, it's going to change the way change that defense plays. Change what the Packers can do. That's fun, man. That we, whenever you get that type of guy, um, it should make it a little bit more difficult to uh, go to bed at night for the Vikings and the Lions and the Cowboys. Or not Cowboys, the Bears, sorry. <laughs> the Cowboys are in Cowboys there Cowboys well. should always have a hard time going to sleep. But if he delivers, I mean, it's going to be harder you know, to put that – Back in the bottle. I know. Mm-hmm. Can you put that genie back in the bottle if the dude is making, like, splash plays? and Tough. Tough to do. First few mm-hmm. weeks of the season? I don't know. We'll see. I think if we weren't coming off the sting of the Zayvon Collins betrayal, 
Mm-hmm. Like if that whole situation had not happened. But the difference in those situations is Zayvon Collins was being drafted in the second round, mm-hmm. like right after Michael Parsons. Quay Walker has been a value in every draft. I've seen him go in the second round in some drafts. That's always that's always surprising. It's usually people that don't know IDP that are taking him. Yeah. They're just looking at capital. But typically, for the most part, he's been in the third round in every every league I've done. That's a nice value. Yeah. Because everybody still sees Devondre Campbell stats for 2021. Yeah. They're like, God, this guy's not going to play. This guy's well, I mean, yeah, that's not the, on the field. That's, that was IDP Twitter. Everyone talked about how much they hated it. You know, where, how's he going to fit in? How's he going to get on the field? I mean, perfect example. He will. It'll, it'll change. It will happen. It's just a matter of when. The rich get richer. You know, Devondre Campbell was great last year. You know, he was a revelation for IDP. Maybe the revelation. Um, it's just a. It's just fun to add Quay Walker to that room. That's going to be a fun defense this year. What about Isaiah Simmons, boys? Let me read his stats so y'all can talk about him because I obviously have some firm opinions. But 105 total tackles, four TFL, one interception, one and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, and seven pass breakups. 49.7 overall PFF grade. The grades were rough, Bobo. 40 run defense grade, 61% tackle grade, 66% pass rush, and 56% coverage grade. 92% snap counts. He played all 17 games, and he averaged 11.3 points per game. Josh, what's your Isaiah Simmons temperature? I love him as an LB, too, and I think that's where we need to start seeing Isaiah Simmons is he's a really solid LB, too, uh, with some LB1 upside, but I don't know that we're ever going to get to this top five linebacker kind of status with Isaiah Simmons that we had hoped for, mm-hmm. and that's okay. We need linebacker twos for our rosters, and Isaiah Simmons fits that mold pretty perfectly. And he's 23 years old. So could he take a step? Could he move into that upper echelon? Maybe. But I think the betting odds are that this guy's just a really solid LB2. Yeah, we need to see him stuff that sheet more, man. We need to see more of the bigger plays. We need. To, he was one of those guys we thought that maybe we could line up on the line a lot, you know, and get some sacks and stuff, rush the passer, play him at safety and stuff. There's he hasn't really been as versatile as we thought, um, but he's been in that linebacker role where you know he should he's been productive. He has yeah. I mean eleven point three that's not that's not nothing. It is his second year. He's twenty three. That's another important stat. I mean there's a there's a world where he could be really good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean the hype. He's he hasn't lived up to the hype. Of course, I was hyping him up hard uh, last year. Didn't work out, mm-hmm. but. Doesn't mean it can't. I mean, it doesn't. You know, doesn't mean he's a bust. I mean, 11.3. just because he's top five, the distance between top five and you know fifteenth overall here, and he's still we'll gonna, take that. He's still going to have a long leash. He was a high first round pick, right? Very when, high, he, like in the top seven, I think. Yeah. So he's they're gonna they're gonna continue to let him you know work through some stuff out there, and rightfully so. They they they'd be stupid to give up on someone like that. Again, I mean, athletically, there's not many people close to this guy. Yeah, eighth overall. Um, that's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. But yeah, I'm, I think him and Zayvon Collins, that's going to be potentially a lot of fun. Um, I feel good about Zayvon. We're kind of down on, about Isaiah we're, too. We're kind of down on both these guys just because Isaiah Simmons hasn't lived up to the hype and, and Zayvon completely let you down last year. But what if these guys are both awesome mm-hmm. and suddenly people happen. are talking up the Cardinals linebackers as the best duo in the league? The problem is, though, they they are still pretty high in drafts. Mm-hmm. There's not really much of a value. There's no, no discount. discount. No yeah. discount at all. Mm-hmm. So they're much different than like the Pat Queens and the Kenneth Murrays. Um, the shine is not off those guys yet. Simmons There's was still hope. Simmons was g- like he was good last year. I don't mean like elite. He wasn't great. 
But for his second year in the league to average 11.3 points per game um, and to play behind Jordan Hicks, I mean, really, Hicks was the linebacker that you wanted there. I think that the Cardinals coaching staff really misused Simmons a lot last year. He was oddly, like, lined up in a bunch of outside linebacker-type snaps um, and would kind of rush the quarterback late. Um, I don't know. I think Simmons is still coming around. I think the I think the coaching staff is going to slowly learn how to use him. It is interesting, though. I don't want to bleed into what we're going to talk about here soon, but um, it's interesting here the difference between Simmons and Collins for Adam as Adam's beers roll around on the table. Um, I don't know. I still probably want Simmons more than Zavin this year. Mm. I know Adam has his – Firm stance on Zavin, Josh. Break. What, what's your what's your mentality here? I mean, Simmons is definitely the safer pick because we've seen it. We're still projecting with Collins, but the massive pass rushing upside is what appeals to me about Zavin Collins. It's like if that hits, that's potentially top five. Yeah, with Zavin Collins, and, Zavin and I just seems, don't think you're getting that with Simmons. Zavin also seems like just a better tackler and someone that's mm-hmm. going to give you more tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like the weekly consistency will be there too. Simmons is a little drippy. That definitely gets to me some. He's very drippy. Yeah, long. Zayvon Collins lanky. doesn't have a lot of drip. Really, is is uh, Zayvon a single number like like uh, Simmons is not? He I was twenty five. Really, we got it. We got to get we got to get that fixed. That's yeah. like Sky. Uh, what is it? Sky, Sky Moore. Sky really Moore is number twenty four. Uh, Addy, why don't you read this next one for us here? Number fourteen on the list. I think one of the most underrated linebackers of the past decade uh, and one of my favorites as well. Yeah, Mr. Eric Kendricks, 143 total tackles, eight for a loss, two INTs, five sacks. Is that right? He had five sacks last year. Wow. That's what the doc says. That's Uh, what we're going with. A fumble recovery and four pass breakups. Uh, The grades, though, those were quite different. Those were not great. uh, Than what we're used to. Still pretty good in coverage. Coverage is fine, which is, we like that in linebackers. 59.9 overall PFF grade, 42.9 run defense grade, 63.5 tackle grade, 60.6 pass rush grade. Didn't do it a lot, of course. And then a 73.8 coverage grade. Although I guess he did do it a lot of that is uh, five sacks, <laughs> five yeah. sacks. He baby. was five converted five. a lot. Ninety-eight uh, percent snap count. He played in fifteen games, fifteen point one points per game. That's that's one of the best rates in the league. Um, just someone you know, he never fails to produce when when not with opportunity, um, and he's he's a reason you know, and the only reason he's not in the top eight or higher is the fact he's now on the wrong side of his thirtieth birthday. Um, what is that supposed to mean? He's in, our, he's in our range right now, guys. He's old. The body's about to start aching and creaking and cracking. It's true. I mean, his time is coming. I mean, the PFF grades are starting to slide. Oof. Is this a good time to sell Eric Kendricks? I think so. For, for the Samoa there? If you're in fantasy and if you're the Minnesota Vikings, I think it's time to get, get rid of him. Wow. Last year was the time to get rid of him. Man, this took a sad turn, Bobo. Yeah, it really did. I was like, all right, Eddie, talk to us about your guy that's been great. And he's like, time to sell him. He's uh, like it just hit as soon as he said Going to turn into dust here pretty soon. It's time to sell. Get rid of him. Thank you for your service. Goodbye. Kicking him off the airplane mid-flight. Thank you for your service. I did like your Asamoah pick in the uh, XFFL, Josh. Thank you. Last pick of the draft. That's right. Mr. Relevant. That's a good one. 512. Hey, got to give a little credit to uh, my tweet today which actually gave credit to John Macri and Kyle B. This is my favorite thing is when Bobby mm-hmm. get pat, pats himself on the back for his own. Shout out my own tweet. 
I tweeted it. I didn't say it. I'm just giving credit to other people. But it is true that the current regime's late picks will get priority over the prior regime's late picks, Mm -hmm. a la Brian Asamoah. Thank you very much. True. So, Uh, sorry. uh, Sorry, Cameron Bynum. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Thanks, Bob. Also, uh, what was the linebacker they drafted last year? Um, well, they had Troy Dye at one point. Same Troy Dye, that's right. Rip. That's right. Yeah. So Who was the other one there that was getting a little bit of love? Oh, they had the late converted um, Chaz Surratt. Yes, Surratt. Chaz. Chaz Surratt. We all knew with that name. It wasn't going to stick. Yeah. Now, what about, though, for the Cleveland Browns, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, the last linebacker here on the backside of the top 12 at 13 overall, 76 total tackles, three TFLs, one and a half sacks, one forced fumbles. One forced fumble, four pass breakups, 76.5 overall grade, so graded pretty well across the board. 65% of snaps, 14 games played, 9.3 points per game with 7.66 points per game. In his last five games, Baba, what's your temperature on Jock right now? Pretty high. You know, was Jock the – was he the revelation for IDP last year as far as players? Probably. I mean, we all thought Michael Parsons was going to be fun, but JOK – um, I don't know. Everybody kind of had him as like the LB3, I think LB4, he crossed LB5. the biggest gap between our expectations and what he ended up being. I mean, he was fun. For his size, everybody kind of pegged him as being a little too small, but old dude was a missile running around the field. Um, Charlie, please don't throw him on IR. Actually, play him this year, um, which I know you will. But J-O-K, That's the man. second time you've doxed Charlie in this episode. I really <laughs> hope bad, that Charlie. he doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> he doesn't. Oh, man, JOK is fun. I think he could be an LB1 this year easily. Well, he's right there on that precipice, Addy. Yeah, I like JOK a lot. I wonder, is he kind of like Deion Jones where he's going to be uh, – he, he's going to rely on the big plays? Because he doesn't, he doesn't seem like one of those types that's going to be a huge tackle guy, right? Yeah. He's going to have to get some interceptions. He's going to have to get some sacks. Uh, and maybe he's good enough to do that. I mean, he's going to get out there and get tons of opportunities, so maybe maybe he converts on all that stuff. But I feel like he's going to have to um, – He's going to have to make up for the lack of tackles. But, man, if you're into PFF scores, golly. Graded pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. That, that looks yep. pretty nice. You'd love to see that from a rookie, 76.5. That had to be second behind Parsons. Parsons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Parsons graded really well. I was I was very surprised looking at that. I can tell you, boys, in just a second. Uh-oh, tell us, Eddie. Okay, actually, it was Pete Warner was second. Pete Warner was All 79.9 right. PFF Pete. grade. Um, and then... JOK was third with 76.5. There Michael Parsons was 89.8. Dude we'll is just, yeah, dude is just insane. I have a dynasty question for you. Okay, Bobo. JOK or Jeremy Chin? Ooh. That's a great question. Uh, give me give me JOK. I think JOK as well. I think I've said this take maybe in some chats, but I think Jeremy Chin is like the most overrated You've said guy. it. Ever since I traded him, you thought, okay, <laughs> I'm free now. I'm going to let truly, this one roll. Truly. <laughs> Can't hurt Bob's feelings the anymore. Love, the love is a little weird at this point. Well, that's The guy's what, averaged like 12 points per game for his career, and everyone's acting like this is the best safety ever. There's a reason I traded him. He was uh, – he was kept, frustrating last season. He kept kind of he sucked it up to start the year. Yeah, it's coming. Suck it up. It's coming. We were getting roasted by a few folks. Yeah, but it was it was getting harder and harder week after week to be like, it's coming, guys. It's coming. Yeah. Just and wait. It, was. it, it did, wait. did, but it still didn't really come like we wanted it to. Mm. And we're gonna go to break on that. When we come back, <laughs> we're just so much come here as we go to the ad break. Uh, we're gonna talk top twelve dynasty linebackers. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Josh here with the IDP Show. Now, if you've been listening to our show for any amount of time, you've probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where league members get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about, and the IDP Show is making it happen for listeners. We've partnered up with RSO to offer new members 10% off their annual site fee. Just use promo code IDP Show after your 14-day trial is complete. So, what are you waiting for? With RSO, you have free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Like we said, it's the closest thing you can get to being an NFL general manager. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Just remember to use the promo code IDP Show to get 10% off the site fee. Again, that's promo code IDP Show to get 10% off the site fee for your leagues in 2022. Fantasy just got real with Reality Sports Online. All right, welcome back to the IDP show. I promise a lot less uh, jokes and uh, sexual innuendos, at least here in the first 10 seconds of the show. Past that, I have no control about that. That's going to be hard. All right. Rock hard. Hold on. It was, uh, we were 38. uh, (laughs) I don't even think, was your mic even on? If it wasn't, it uh, somehow blew out the levels regardless. Oh, no, it was just saying that you blew out the levels saying rock hard. So That's we got great. rock hard in there? We got rock hard in there. Okay, Eddie. we can do it again if I can change it to throbbing hard. <laughs> yes, no, that's totally <laughs> All fine. Right. Making a mental note of what to cut here. All right, top 12 Dynasty linebackers. If you made it this far, God bless you. Uh, we're going to talk about the top 12 dudes and some names that you recognize. You know damn well they're on the edge of their seats. <laughs> Just eating it all up. All the slop. You filthy pigs. Didn't y'all miss Addy while he was gone that week for the birth of his child? Uh, it's always good to have you back in the house, Hattie. Thank you. Bobo, we're going to kick things off with your namesake here, who just so happens to play for your favorite NFL team. Who is the number 12 guy on our list? The number 12 guy is Ernest Jones. This is still <laughs> salty. Still salty, folks. Just kidding. It's Bobby Wagner. Boy, but hey, would he have been there if there was no Bobby Wags? 
How high would Ernest Jones have gone if no Bobby Wags? Ernest Jones or JOK? Mm, probably still JOK, but Ernest Jones would have been in that, that. He would have been in that Pete Warner range. Yeah, he, I was going to say Pete Warner. late teens, somewhere like <laughs> hovering around Wrong. 18. <laughs> Wrong again. You'd be right behind Devin White, boy. Right you beside know Isaiah Simmons. Top five. I probably would put him um, Shaq Thompson range. Is he going sure. before or after Shaq Thompson for y'all? Yeah. What about Blake Martinez? Going in front of Blake? Yes. For Dynasty? Dynasty? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Going in front of Quay? I'm, yeah, I'm, and I may have Blake Martinez uh, Martinez too high and I've been talking to you boys. This is great. I always love when Addy's like, oh, crap. Damn. I should probably move this dude up or down. We just released these ranks. Yeah, I've been going through a lot. I've been playing a lot of Park Mammoth, folks. So uh, cut me, me some slack. It's a bar 70. All right, Bravo. Bravo. Pretty 60, long 60, for 200, though. Tell us about Bobby Wagner. Long Bobby, for part don't 70. Don't get Addy started on the golf talk. Bobby Wagner, 170 total tackles in 2021. Three tackles for loss, one interception, one sack, one forced fumble, and five pass breakups. He had a 71.8 overall PFF grade. He played 95% of the snaps there in Seattle. He had 16 games played, and he averaged 13.2 points per game. That's surprising to me. Yeah, 7.95 in his last five games, so ended the season with a bit of a whimper. 170 total tackles, yet averaged 13.2 points per game. Um, so but you don't, it's, yeah, you don't see any big plays there. Three yeah. TFLs, one INT, and one sack, one forced fumble. I mean, not really a lot happening in the big play department. He scored 14 points one game and 12 points the other game and then 13 points every other game. You love him if you're in a tackle-heavy league. This yeah, is probably absolutely. an LB1 if you're in a tackle-heavy league. Gosh. That's not the type of league that we play in, so Wagner doesn't end up as high in the points per game. I just can't wait to see... What Los Angeles is going to do. Because exactly like what Adam has kind of brought up, and I'm not going to try to put Ernest Jones in the Quay Walker category, but there is the the thought of, okay, if you let Quay Walker out and he's, he's this genie that's out of the bottle, you can't put him back in. I think of Ernest Jones in the same light. I mean, Ernest Jones is, he is an above average NFL player. And he's good for that defense. Gave him moments and and when it mattered. That's Absolutely. Right. Big plays, you know, down the stretch. And, and Ernest Jones is a big part of the Super Bowl. Um, you're not going to be able to completely put that away, regardless of however many snaps PFF Macri says that uh, the Los Angeles Rams only play one linebacker. Um, I don't know. I... I don't have much Wagner, to be honest with you, um, because you've got to draft him here. And I think there's probably a bigger a bigger percentage than not that he's not a linebacker one this year. Oh, see, I th- I, I'm the complete opposite. I, wow. I've said it on Johnny's pod. I think it was on his pod that I think Bobby Wagner could be the LB1 yeah, this season. I don't disagree. I, there's not a lot of linebackers I have more confidence in being top five than Bobby Wagner. Whoops. Situation pretty similar. Honestly, you could even say maybe it's an upgrade. The problem is, though, the, the extra stats, the sacks, and the yes. interceptions that you know Darius Leonard and, and uh, Devin White and Micah Parsons are all going to get. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as if, if you're looking for someone that has a chance at 190, 200 tackles, I mean, my bet's probably going on Bobby Wagner. Hmm. Hmm. Anytime we've been Ernest Jones, I'm just, it's just a lot of... Hmm. No, no, no. I'm just listening. Hmm. I'm just listening. It's just me trying to figure out. I'm. Life. You're excited to see what they do with Ernest. I'm excited to see what they do with B-Wags. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see what this they is, do with everybody. You got to be excited as a Rams fan and, to have this guy in your building. And Bob, I was with you on on that. Was with as far as Wagner goes. Before that contract, I had probably Wagner as like linebacker 18, 19, You know, starting to fade him. But once they gave him that massive deal, yeah, and it's a primo spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. It's gonna hold us. I mean, he's people are gonna be willing to pay, contenders are gonna be willing to pay for Bobby Wagner, and they should be. I mean, there's a you know. Look at look at is four games under ten points, twelve over ten points. He's just so solid. Yeah, you could just, just count on him week to week. There are so few no brainers to plug into your lineups, and yeah. Bobby Wagner is that. Yeah, he's the one of like fifteen guys that you know just gives you that consistency every week. Every course. week may not be the big boom games, but as solid as floor yeah. as you can find an IDP. Give me fifteen to twenty a week. I I love that. Thank I, you very much. I haven't appreciated the Rams year enough. Won the Super Bowl, and now there's this fun stuff that you get to think about, like Allen Robinson gets to play there, and Bobby Wagner is going to be your linebacker. Like, I'm not appreciating that enough right now. I don't feel like I'm just pissed off that Ernest Jones is getting getting his snaps cut. It's okay because you're IDP teams. My apologies. <laughs> this is where fantasy ruins your real football enjoyment. Eddie, this is probably your spiciest take, I would say, thus far. Number eleven on the list here. Who do we have clocking in at number eleven? Mr. Devin Lloyd. Okay. Mr. Chad Mooma. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Naomi does that. What is that from? That's an air horn. We do that all the time. Wow. It's an air horn. It's an air horn. Announcing Chad Mooma's entrance into the top 12. So Devin Lloyd at 11. I think there would probably be a lot of people who would say, but Adam, he hadn't even played a snap yet. How can you put him in the top 12? That was me. That was not me. I was the one saying that. Yeah, that's Bobby. That's my impersonation of Bobby. There you go. (laughs) First round capital. I mean, it could could very well not work out. We've seen it not work out with like Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen's been slow to start and stuff like that. But, um, Devin Lloyd was definitely my favorite linebacker in the class. I, th- I thought that he just completely stood out versus everyone else. Uh, and he goes into just a primo situation. I mean, we've talked about, um, even though it's kind of crowded right now, I mean, there's a good chance foyer is gone in two years, and it's Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma. Yes. Um, I think that's the most likely uh, scenario, actually. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Devin Lloyd is uh, – He's in a great spot. I mean, he's he's everything we want in a linebacker, and he's and he's in a great spot. I mean, you can't you can't really ask for much better than that. We got to give Aaron some credit too here at the end um, with the tag that Mike Caldwell, the Jags DC, was Tampa's linebackers coach from 2019 to 2021. In that time, Devin White accumulated 15 sacks and put up an overall LB1 season in his second year. That's the comp I want people to keep in mind. And don't forget Levante David either. Sorry, Josh. Devin White's awesome. Levante David is freaking amazing. So yeah. you, you, he coached both of them, not just Devin White. And that's Levante David. If you're kind of comparing that Buccaneers linebacking room, Levante David's the steady Eddie. That's Foyer Aluakun. Yeah. If you're looking at the comps, it's not is Devin Lloyd – 2022's Micah Parsons, it's is Devin Lloyd his rookie season, rookie season Devin White. I think that's the better comp because Devin White was a little underwhelming. We were having those conversations his rookie season. Which Devin is better? Which Devin do you want? Devin Bush or Devin White? I think keep it in the Devin family and look at maybe a Devin White type rookie season. I'm not expecting a Micah Parsons type of breakout from Devin Lloyd year one. But the, I agree with you. And the thing that makes me happy about this is that 
if you think back about Tampa Bay in in those years, 19 through 21, what did they do? They played a ton of two linebacker sets. Levante David and Devin White were probably both, what, borderline LB1s? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that's why Devin Lloyd here is at 11. And that's why we're going to have so many conversations about Foyer and about Chad Muma. Because it's going to be probably two of these guys. Um, because that's the way that they're set up right now. Yeah, already have them. I've already had people reach out to me about why do I have Chad Muma so high? I have yeah. him as linebacker 33. But, yeah, we do think Foyer is moving on eventually. But even if he doesn't, there's a scenario where Devin Lloyd could underwhelm. Um, and it's Muma that, you know, is the guy that you want there over the two. Or Foyer underwhelms. And that's, it's the, Lloyd that's the and most Muma. likely scenario, I think, right? Yeah. It has to be, yeah. That they just are just counting down because to when they can get out of that contract. Foyer is the known commodity at this point. We don't know what Lloyd or Muma could be. Um, wow, man. That's fun. That's fun. Let's give a little love I like all here. three. I mean, we like all three. Oh, I'll, yeah. They're all great. They're all top. They're all, I mean, two of them are in the top 12, and then Muma's in the top 35. So That's I right. Mean, it, the, 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 as much as we want to hate and dunk on the Jags for the way they build their team, Give us some nice IDP assets at linebacker. Uh, I will say this from uh, Evan in our group chat here. Bucky Brooks said on the Move the Sticks podcast, he's been at Jags camp, and uh, Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen have been standing up on the outside as edge rushers in the 3-4, a lot with Foye Aluakun and Devin Lloyd at middle linebacker. Who was it? Uh, Walker and Josh Allen? Josh Allen standing up on the outside as edge rushers in a 3-4 with Foyer and Lloyd at middle linebacker. That's the way it should be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, Rational who's your who's your Jaguars uh, linebacker you want? Is it Lloyd? Boy. Um, for Dynasty. Yeah. For Dynasty? Is it wrong to say Muma? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Just because what's the, what's the price you have to pay on Muma? Do, do I want to pay the Devin Lloyd sticker price, or do I want to just take a late flyer on Chad Muma? Yeah, a fifth for Muma. I mean, yeah, that's where you can get him, so mm-hmm. i probably take Muma, you know, because that's a big swing if you're wrong on Lloyd. and I do have confidence in Lloyd, but mm-hmm. if I can grab the guy that's maybe the sneaky Kirk yeah. Cousins to the flashy RG3 of Devin Lloyd, I think I'd rather go that route. Yeah. And we talk all the time about throwing darts. Muma is that cheap. He's a great late dart. Inexpensive. Yes. Free took dart. Him, took him again in another fifth round today. Mm-hmm. But Lloyd could also be a freak. Yeah, Lloyd could be amazing. Like, yep. if you're getting Devin White, sign me up for that. Don't want to take that in the first round? No. Second round? Absolutely. Sign me up for that all day. Uh, Devondre Campbell. Addy, you signed up for a season, at least right now, of Devondre Campbell in our main league. Why don't you tell us about what made you so interested in Mr. Campbell? He was just great last year. 146 total tackles, six for loss, two INTs, two sacks, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and five pass breakups, and then the PFF grade. Best of his career, 85.0 overall grade, 81.5 run defense grade, 90.6 tackle grade, 82.2 coverage grade, 97% snap count, played all 16 games, or 16 of the 17 games. Uh, and he averaged 15.3 points per game, 14.83 points per game over his last five. So, love to see that. Take uh, a bow, Devondre Campbell. I mean, I talked about JOK crossing the biggest gap between our expectations and where he ended up. That was for rookies. Overall for IDP, Devondre Campbell. Yeah. Went from afterthought, like late summer afterthought roster addition to all pro 
Like, that's incredible at this stage of his career to do that. He had to be the biggest riser on this oh, list. Oh, I would love to see where he was for your dynasty ranks this time last year. Oh, God. Probably was, outside the top 40. You know, this time last year, he didn't have a team. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, he would have been, like, probably LB50 or whatever. Now he's LB10. That's pretty cool. You'd love to see him get rewarded for what he did last season. I think... Some of the guys that we're going to see placed above him, Bobo, is this is probably a little bit of a hedge on age, the Quay Walker pick, and maybe a little bit of regression moving forward. Yeah, I mean, Devondre Campbell was awesome last year. I mean, as his grades show, I don't know where he ranked as far as total linebackers, um, overall PFF coverage grades, but it had to be pretty freaking high, um, 85% overall. And, and, you know, for me, he passed the eye test. You watch a lot of Green Bay on TV just because they're a pretty prolific team in America. But um, you watch Javondre Campbell play, and you're like, wow, this guy is an actual good linebacker. Um, I don't see a ton of regression there for Javondre Campbell, at least for the next couple of years. Um, I, 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 think this, I think this ranking here at 10 is, is spot on. I think you can expect another LB1 season from him. I love it. His 81.5 coverage grade was second among linebackers. Wow. There we go. Great in coverage, great overall. You love having Devondre Campbell. I'm very comfortable with him as my LB1. Eddie, I love this. Dynasty ranks we talked about in the last episode are so fun because a large part of what you're doing is banking in perceived value and projecting for the future. This is a little bit of educated guesswork, a little bit of planting your flag, a little bit of what the team is telling us with their money and their draft capital. But that's where a Zayvon Collins slots in ahead of a guy like Devondre Campbell, mm-hmm. an all-pro, a guy that was maybe one of the biggest first-year disappointments we've ever seen in IDP. But the reason we love Dynasty Ranks is because you get to kind of layer in the sort of high upside projection with the solid floor guys like a Devondre Campbell. And this next guy we're going to talk about, Logan Wilson at 8. I love this idea of let's not make it chalk on what happened last year, you got to bake in a little bit of what could happen mm-hmm. into the top end of these dynasty ranks. Exactly right. And what has happened in Arizona? Jordan Hicks has left town, and they have a first round linebacker that is ready to play in Zayvon Collins. Um, and yeah, he's going to do that. And I think that he's going to have a monster year. I mean, I, he's a type of guy that I think could easily get 140, 150 tackles. And then he can give us some big play stats, you know, potentially like five-plus sacks on the year. Um, I just think he's a really good player. And um, we're going to get to see that. I mean, you know, there's not really much more you can say. You just got to wait till he does it. Wait for Zayvon's season to officially get here. Let's say he plays 85% of snaps. He's He plays 15, 16 games, over under five and a half sacks. I think I'm taking the over. Mm. I think I'm going six sacks. It's tough. I'll go under because that, that's still pretty. That's pretty nice. That's pre- we, Eric Kendricks, as we know, right there at that, right there at that under, right. Demario Davis is always. It's like he's always someone that gets like around five sacks a year or whatever. But um, yeah, I, that, that's that's probably yeah, that's probably fair to say that he would get something like that. So Zaven season is coming, Bobo. Let me read you a couple of uh, a couple numbers. Okay, please do. Week three, twenty one. 10, 7, 21, 3, 15, 19, 14, 9, 29.5. That was in week 13 to finish. Those were Jordan Hicks' um, 
fantasy numbers from week three to week 13. Um, those are now going to be divvied up between mostly Zayvon Collins and probably some elevation of Isaiah Simmons. I think you all are right. I think Zayvon Collins, Collins has the most upside to take over that Hicks role this year, but I also think that you can add more stats to Isaiah Simmons for this year. I think you could see a finishing, a successful year for Isaiah Simmons could maybe be like 130 tackles. Now, Collins, probably higher than that. I would say 140 to 150 tackles. Um, they're going to play more football. Simmons and Simmons and Hicks are going to have to be on the field. Um, but, you know, kind of what you've been talking about as well, Josh, over the last couple weeks that, you know, could we be surprised at all to look up at the end of the year and the Arizona Cardinals are just cleaning house? Um, I think that has a lot to say with, you know, how, how Collins and Simmons have kind of been misused and, and kind of underappreciated there in their first couple years. I, the Arizona Cardinals are not a good team right now, I don't think. Um, and I think that kind of – I don't know how that goes into effect and I don't know how it – I don't know how it kind of goes to how I'm valuing Collins and Simmons, but that needs to be taken into account, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that this could be a little bit of uncertainty uh, baked into their future. And, you know, I mean, they both could be bad. Yeah. The, the GM could be doing a bad job. I mean, they they may have trouble evaluating and fa- finding talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that, you know, that could be something that shows itself in the next two, three years. But, yeah, that's you, an unstable team right now, it seems. Collar get paid. Not yet. Do nope. you think I'm saying? Do you think he will? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think they'd so. Be, they'd be really dumb. Yeah, you, you don't want to go. I mean, they did do the thing for the. They had the Josh Rosen yeah. thing for that one year, and then immediately did the stuff with Kyler the next year. So I mean, they're heavily invested in. Kyler. You can't. You can't after that embarrassment go and let this guy walk after his rookie deal. What if month? he did leave though? I mean, what type of trade? I mean, he'd be traded. So I mean, think about what Deshaun Watson brought. What does Kyler Murray bring? I mean. What kind of deal would you give? Multiple Kyler? first round picks, a five couple, or six first. I mean, and a brand new deal. Probably, I would say three first, a couple seconds, maybe maybe a third or a fourth or a fifth, somewhere in there. Didn't, I mean, didn't that didn't Watson get about that? What'd they get? I would say the Deshaun Watson deal. I would say something pretty similar for Kyler Murray. You know, what would be fun for Murray in my world. I don't know. I kind of Rams. No, no, no. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like it. I kind of, I've always liked Pete. Coll- uh, Pete. Carol a little Ooh, bit. I think him would be in Seattle would be fun. That'd be fun, but would uh, little Russell Wilson two point let Kyler Cook? No, he would not. He definitely would. Up he, in Seattle, he would force feed oh, yeah. Kenneth Walker <laughs> and Rashad Penny uh, fifty eight combined carries every game. Josh, you know it's Rashad Penny season. Speaking of seasons, Zaven season is coming. We know this. But a season that's already here, Bobo, is Logan Wilson season. Mm-hmm. You're a big fan of Logan Wilson. Talk us through. He's ranked here at number eight on Addy's Dynasty ranks. What do we like about Logan Wilson? Yeah, this is right where Chad Muma will be when we do this episode a year from now. There but let's go. go ahead and talk about Logan Wilson. 100 total tackles, five TFL, four interceptions, one sack, one fumble forced, and 10 pass breakups. That's interesting. A 61% overall PFF grade. Um, nothing really of, really of note there. That's pretty much uh, the extent of his PFF grades. He did play 83% snap counts last year. He played 13 games, averaged 13.3 points per game. Um, yeah, Logan Wilson. Wow, we I have pretty firm thoughts on Logan Wilson and how he could ascend to be a top five linebacker for 2022. Um, but what do you guys think? 
Addy. Love Logan Wilson. I mean, he's uh, yeah, I think he's a top ten. What he's eight here, so yeah. Um, I mean, in the competition around him, it's it's Jermaine Pratt and Akeem Davis Gaither, a guy who's had chronic knee issues. Uh, yeah, Logan Wilson's clearly the guy. I mean, every Cincinnati broadcast they were raving about the guy. Um, you know, all the stuff you want to hear. Yeah, leader of the defense, and he proved it. I mean. You you don't like the slow start at the end of the year, but you you have to remember he was coming off the injury, so we're willing to forgive that because when he's out there, man, he's he's one of those guys that uh, weirdly gets a lot of interceptions and is in the right place at the right time. But it's one of those things you think is like he's going to regress, but he continues to do it and make those big plays. So he he might just be one of those types that has a knack for doing it. We know that he's a type that can get 120 tackles easily. So. Will's up for Logan Wilson. I love that. We know he's a lunch pail guy. We know he's a gym rat. We know right. he's got a lot of hustle. Sure. What's he's all, white. Yeah, what are, what are the other... Sounds about white. What are, what are the other white euphemisms we can throw out there? Uh, no, I was just looking up for our next guy here, Foise Deluacan at number seven. 192 total tackles, four TFLs, three INTs, two sacks, one force fumble, and six pass breakups. Graded... Very, very poorly. 47 overall, but played 98% of snaps across 17 games played. 16.8 for the season and 18.43 in his last five games. I just wanted to read this little blurb here from Tripp in the IDP draft kit, the write-up for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Newly signed, Foye Aluakun is the fantasy LB1 no one talks about. His opportunities to blitz in 2022 should entrench him in the top tier i love that take he was someone that i was all over in a lot of drafts you remember a lot of those best ball drafts i was taking him everywhere because you get him like at linebacker 10 linebacker linebacker like people like didn't just realize this dude was averaging like the second most points per game at linebacker the lb1 is suddenly going as the lb10 and he's in is it just because of the jacksonville stink and the muma and the devin lloyd picks i guess so maybe but that was before Muma was there. That was before both those guys were there. Remember these baseball drafts? Yeah, that is true. He was so the now he's probably newly minted, uh, like seventy million dollar man or whatever yeah. it was. So I mean, if that's you know, if you're sitting around in your drafts this this fall and uh, late summer, if he's there in the you know around linebacker fifteen, that's a smash. Oh yeah, and he may be. I mean, truly, because of the Devin Lloyd and the Chad Muma stuff. I mean, there will be people that are scared off of him. Redraft Lloyd might go. Ahead of Foyer, yeah, you could. I could. You think so? In redraft, oh, people would get out of whack. Once, wow. once this, the hype starts happening, mm-hmm. it happens. Ever, I mean, I got the I got the boner last year for Zayvon Collins. Mm-hmm. That you did. You had to put it in your sweatband constantly. <laughs> sure, it was sure. really embarrassing. It was, uh, it was a situation all the time. It was. It had to be dealt with, Bobo. Stay hard. I was gonna say, I'm not, I'm not crazy about drafting Foyer if you have to grab him as the LB seven off the board, in like a, a yeah. startup or redraft. But if I can grab him later, like Addy said, if you can get him in the mid teens, oh my god, you're smashing that button. I don't know. Sixteen point eight points per game is pretty fun. I know. Hell yeah, that's the thing. I do worry a little bit that there is a world in which they just run Muma and Devin Lloyd, and those are the two guys. I Hear me. I don't think that's going to happen, but we do have to acknowledge that possibility. So it does give me a little bit of pause that they prioritized drafting these two guys so highly after paying a guy $70 million. Yeah. 
But but you, that money is still too fresh. That that yes, that is a pretty nice indicator yeah. that uh, Jacksonville likes Foyer Aluakun. I think he's going to have opportunity. If if someone is going to submarine, let me put it this way: if someone is going to submarine Foyer Aluakun's prospects in Jacksonville, it is going to be Foyer Aluakun. Yeah. Like, let's make that very clear. I don't think unless he royally screws this up that. Muma is going to wedge himself in there and knock Aluakun off the field. Might be Shaq Quarterman, Josh. <laughs> Shaq Quarterman. <laughs> Shaq had about uh, eight seconds of relevancy before the draft happened. It'd be so. like if they went ahead and sold Park Mammoth. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why, why are we doing this so soon? It ain't bearing fruit yet. <laughs> it ain't bearing fruit yet. Oh, it's bearing fruit in Addy's life, that's that for true. sure. Lots of fruit. Uh, a take early on that bore a lot of fruit for us, gentlemen, is the love that we gave to Fred Warner. This is sitting here. This is why we're here, probably. Today. That's right. The, the the love that we got from Fred's dad on Twitter, really, one time follower. Yeah, that really propelled us Fred before Senior. we realized. I, I hate these guys. What what am I doing here? Yeah. It, easy unfollow. Uh, but Fred Warner, 137 total tackles, seven TFLs, a half a sack, a forced fumble, three fumble recoveries, and 10 pass breakups. Graded really well. Y'all know this. Fred Warner is one of the best real-life uh, linebackers out there. 80.1 overall, 96% of snaps across 16 games played, 12.6 points per game on the season, but almost 15 points per game in his last five games. Addy, he's uber consistent, 13 of 16 games played with double-digit points scored in 2021. Uh, He had a career-high 41.8 points scored in 2019. So he gives you that ceiling. What's not to like about Fred Warner? The dude's just a stud. Yeah, I I can't understand why anyone would hate on this guy. Um, You know what you're getting, and I feel like you're probably about to get the Best of uh, best of Fred Warner's career as far as IDP goes. Um, he just he's entering in that Eric Kendricks, Levante David, that phase of his career where I think you can you you know you can pretty much just count on him being someone that's gonna at least fit in you know at worst be a linebacker too for you, um, and that's valuable. He still is what twenty five, twenty six. Uh, it's crazy. He feels like he should be a lot older than that. But yeah, Fred Warner, man, we 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 will always stand for Fred Warner. Fred Warner or Jalen Phillips? Boy, that's a great question. Uh, probably Jalen Phillips. Because I think Edge is a little shallower, and if you've got a guy that could potentially be a top 12 guy, top 8 guy for the next 7 to 8 seasons, I'm going to go with that. I have Jalen Phillips as well. Mm. Yeah, it's close, though. It's very close. But, yeah, it's the Edge. It's the it's, it's the, the Edge. Edge, edge is just a shallower, team. yeah, position group to find a stud. Where, where's Fred Warner going in drafts? Probably he, that range. Is he going LB, around LB6? LB6, yeah, he's it makes getting, sense. He's getting respect. So, he I mean, finally, I think it's caught guy. up, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I'm probably not going to be drafting any more Fred Warner. Probably. you know, Because he's priced appropriately. There's no more discount. Exactly right. Rip to the Fred Warner discount. It's mm. a shame. And rip to Fred's dad following us on Twitter. And rip to you having Jordan Brooks on your <laughs> roster, Bobo, in RSO. The number five dynasty linebacker for Addy here had 184 total tackles, 10 TFLs, a sack, a fumble recovery, and five pass breakups. Graded pretty poorly overall, 58.4. Only 87% of snaps across 17 games played, 15.2 points per game on the season, but 17.35 in his last five games. It is just mind-boggling 
the number of tackles there were to go. Did anyone in Seattle tackle the ball carrier outside of Jordan Brooks, who had 184 tackles, and Bobby Wagner, who had 170? Dear goodness. How is any, anyone else relevant on this roster when it comes to tackles? Bobo, you obviously moved on from Jordan Brooks. We know this was a Kyron Williams move. You wanted to snag the Los Angeles Rams running back there. But even after did get a third, did get a third mm-hmm. in 2023. Great. Even moving on from Jordan Brooks, how do we feel? Is there regression coming? How do we feel about him with Bobby Wagner gone? How do we feel him with no Russell Westbrook? This team may suck. Things going to look different for Jordan Brooks in 2022 or more of the same? Most of the time coming off of a season like this with Brooks, I'm on the sell high train because – Man, the the possibility that these guys run it back and do it again a second year in a row is not always, you know, as absolute as people want to think that it's going to be. Like, it's it's this is fun. It's a cool podcast. We're talking about the top twenty four linebackers. This is a cool podcast. There's going to be a Camu Grugier Hill who's going to be the LB five this year, and Jordan Brooks is going to fall out or whoever. Insert whoever's name. Um, the linebackers are always muddy every single year now. Where you draft them is important because that's kind of what's going to set you up, and we think these guys are going to be the most solid. But I don't know. I think of all these names, the one that could possibly fall could be Brooks. You know, we don't know what he's going to look like without Bobby Wagner. His coverage grade was horrible. Um, I don't know. I saw it as a sell high. I didn't get near enough back. He was like one of the most targeted linebackers I think I saw, right? Exactly. There was a small subset of Twitter – that just basically pays attention to when Jordan Brooks is targeted in coverage, and it's not great. Um, it's a weird subset of Twitter. I don't know yeah. that I want to live there. It's all they got. Let them have it. And, Addy, it speaks to what Bobby just said. I agree with the note that Arn has in the doc here for our next guy, Devin White, here at mm-hmm. four as your phone crashes to the floor, uh, that we are now out of with Jordan Brooks moving to Devin White. This is that elite tier. This is that top tier yep. of dynasty linebackers. This is when first rounders are getting introduced when we're talking trades. Jordan Brooks does not fit in that category. I think he fits at number five, but I think it's a clear line of demarcation going from Jordan Brooks to Devin White. Yep, agree. It's yeah, it's it's clearly those four. I mean, it's been that way for a bit now, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Micah Parsons is new to it. Yeah, but. he burst on the scene, but Devin White, Darius Leonard, and Roquan Smith have been the top three guys in some order for at least a couple seasons now. But you're exactly right. I mean, those are the only linebackers I have that are worth a first-round pick. So, yeah, I have Jordan Brooks being worth a second and a third, whereas Devin White I have is being worth a first and a third. Yeah, five games under 10 points last year, 11 over 10 points. Uh, and that was a down year for Devin White. It was. Uh, he, he, he went over 20 points twice. He hit 30 points once. Um, so, yeah, he still has that that ceiling that we want. Uh, and I imagine he's going to get to it more, more often this next year. Levante David is moving on at some point, probably not this year. Um, we'll see what that does for his career. I don't, I think Devin White's good and the PFF grades aren't always kind to him. Um, not always kind as 35.1 <laughs> stares you in the face. That's, with tough. that's 20, tough. 28.2 run defense. It's like, that's Oh tough. boy, but that a 66 tough. pass rush grade is pretty nice. He can do something. He's a playmaker. I mean, you know, you, you, 
that guy, I don't think, can be just explained away in grades. He he makes things happen out there. Like there's no denying that. I mean, you don't just walk into nine sacks in, in a year. You don't have all these huge moments in playoff games. Um, Devin White has done that stuff. He's like uh, he's like a lion hunting down a gazelle, going after the passer. He's like the Three Stooges dropping back into coverage. He has his role. I mean, yes, I'm sure. He's not the best coverage guy. He's he's he's. Clearly makes a lot of mistakes out there on defense, but I think overall you want a guy like Devin White on your team. Yes, absolutely. Especially if you have other guys around him to mask kind of, you know, his deficiencies. Um, Devin White, the, the hate's silly on him. I think the best is yet to come. I think I would love to see him mic'd up when he's dropping back into coverage and it's just crap, 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 crap. Yeah. <laughs> help, 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 help as he's uh, getting uh, <laughs> running after the wrong guy or turned around backwards. Look. That's not what he's great at. Just pin his ears back and let him go after the quarterback. He's going to do that very well. 13.8 points per game, 11.65 in his last three games. Played 17 games, 95% of snaps. I mean, 128 total tackles and three and a half sacks. So he did regress a bit in the sack department. But I agree with Addy. The best, I think, is yet to come. And I think the hate has gotten a little bit out of hand. Bobo, you're going to get no hate from me. On number three, Darius Leonard, as consistent as it comes, 122 total tackles, four TFLs, four INTs, eight forced fumbles, including three recovered and eight pass breakups. This dude was a turnover-creating machine. That punch out that we saw, uh, you know, Peanut Tillman, the peanut punch, right? Darius Leonard was the master of that in 2021. Uh, Graded a 79 overall, 98% of snaps. Only missed one game last season, 14.6 points per game and 13.53 in his last five games. What is there to say about Darius Leonard, Bobo, that hasn't been said already? I think you can quibble with does he belong at one, two, or three, but there's no question for me he is a top three dynasty linebacker. Yeah, not a ton to talk about. Darius Leonard, maniac. The only issue with Darius Leonard is just um, does he play like too much of a maniac? You know, can he stay on the field? That's been the only knock on on Darius Leonard. And then, honestly, we've talked about the last couple of years that LB that's behind Leonard has produced in that role as well, whether it's Bobby Okereke or whether it's um, Anthony Walker, whoever has um, taken over those snaps that Leonard has left. Um, that's a pretty, uh, pretty profitable role, honestly. But – yeah, man. Darius Leonard there at three. I agree with this. I still want Roquan and Michael Parsons over Darius Leonard. But, um, and is it just because of the health? Uh, I just like Roquan's – I just like Roquan's play. I mean, I just think he's a better player. I think Darius Leonard is awesome, but he's just different than Roquan. Um, and I think Roquan's maybe a little safer from a injury perspective, Ro- uh, Darius will miss a game from I was going to say, I wanted to give time. the stats there. Uh, so going back to 2018, 15 games, 13 games, 14 games, 16 games. It's fine. That's that's solid. But when Leonard, even though he played 13 or 16 games this past year, he was hobbled in a lot of those He was. Games. He had an ankle injury that I think he got operated on this offseason. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for someone to play 16 games, for Darius Leonard to play 16 games, I mean, those aren't the tackle numbers you're, you would well, think he had. Go back and watch the hard knock season with him, and you can see what he had to do for that ankle to be able to play week in and week mm-hmm. out. I'm sure. Like, it's amazing this guy put up what he did last season. So you think, could he even take a step forward if he is truly healthy for 2022? Yes, he yeah. could. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, what those guys – 
play through and deal with and just how much that would I mean, I get like a, a corn on my foot and I have a hard time playing golf. Yeah, that's the end. I'm in bed for the next two weeks if anything goes wrong with my feet. <clears throat> I think it was a, a matter of that this was a guy who had just gotten paid and did not want to miss games. He had earned that contract, mm-hmm. third-round pick, come from nothing, wanted to justify and pay off what the Colts invested in him. So I think that's why you saw him play probably when a lot of guys would have shut it down. So I got nothing but love for the maniac there in Indy. Bobo, why don't you hit number two for us? Roquan Smith, 163 total tackles in 2021, 12 tackles for loss, one INT, three sacks, three pass breakups, one deflected. Ah, Sorry, not deflected, but one defensive touchdown. It's definitely a TD. His uh, PFF grades were ah, kind of poo-poo as well. Uh, 47 overall, 30 run defense, 78 tackle, 55 pass rush, and then 68 in coverage. Solid. 95% snap count, 17 games played, 15.3 points per game. Um, I agree. Roquan's elite. He has been for several years now. I'm drafting him exactly where Adam has him behind. Michael Parsons is my LB2. And these three guys are the ones that you're drafting. I mean, well, you could quibble about whichever one you want to draft first, and that's fine. Um, but they are the Miles Garrett, the Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. and the TJ uh, Watt. TJ Watt of the linebackers to me. Yep. I don't care what order you want. Pick your flavor. Sausage pizza. Yeah, it ain't Devin great. White exactly. I mean, maybe he, he he definitely could finish his LB one, but I mean, you're, that's that's a that's a wild take. Who are the safe? There's no safeties that safeties. Uh, Derwin James. But even still. Jamal Adams, maybe. Jamal. And then uh, Kyle Jordan Poyer. Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> and then Poyer. Chuck Clark. Are we yeah. going to get roasted for the Kyle Hamilton take? I mean, I hope so. If that's Bring it, Matt. Roast us. People really beating the Chuck Clark drum. Good luck. <laughs> were, they, were, they, were those same guys standing for Chuck Clark last year? Godspeed. Probably. Probably not. Yeah, Roquan Smith. I mean, the dude, 12 <laughs> tackles for loss, three sacks, and a defensive touchdown. I mean, aside from, you know, wrapping his uh, Lamborghini around a light pole a couple years ago, maybe. strippers. Hey, didn't something come out about that the other day? Yeah, there was some some, um, accusation made, I think, on a a TikTok that was, uh, the account was disabled right after that. Mm. This is a real story. Like, you can actually look this up, but I don't think anything's going to come of it. I got you. So, Roquan Smith at number two. I, I don't. I if I were putting together dynasty rankings, I would have him there as well. Do you think the potential is there? I mean, this Bears team is going to suck, mm-hmm. and there's it. I mean, who's the other linebacker there? Uh, Nick Nicholas Morrow. Yeah, love him as a sleeper. That'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. But man, but yeah, I mean, the it's, opportunity is with Akeem Hicks now in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack just, in L.A. That's a big no point as well. There's nothing. There is Roy nothing Robertson there. Harris. I like actually Travis Gibson, a guy that's a mm-hmm. bit of a sleeper this year that mm-hmm. no one talks about. Just side note. You don't really like him that much. 250 I tackles I for Roquan Smith. Let's wrap up with the Dynasty LB1. It's Chad Muma, folks. Uh, yes, Ch- Chad immediately got moved up. No, it's Micah Parsons. 84 total tackles, 20 tackles for loss, 13 sacks, three forced fumbles, three pass breakups, 89.7 overall grade, 84% of snaps across 16 games, 19.7 points per game, 
15.99, so basically 16 points per game. In his last five games, the actual cheat code. He really is. Like, I don't know what else, what arguments you could make for not having Micah Parsons as your number one, aside from maybe the role, maybe the big plays go down. So you're, you're not, you're not uh, liking uh, banking on sacks What's and tackles it go down for from? loss. It goes down from 41% to 30%. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be the offseason hype is going to be he's going back to a more traditional linebacker role. Week two, where they're scrambling to get anybody to rush the passer. Yeah. Oh, they've got like, Sam Williams now. He can plug him in. Mike, he's get ready. your ass back on the edge. You know where you need to be. Or or better yet, week one, it's like, uh, psych, uh, Micah Parsons with like, you know, 70% of his snaps at edge. Like, can't we see the Cowboys pulling some and stuff like this? he rips like off this? four sacks. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> everybody's like, oh, Sam God. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to move him we've, back to linebacker next game, though. We've got Sam Williams, guys. They We're getting there. They need him in Dante linebacker. Fowler. We're say, good at Y'all edge. are burying the lead and Dante Fowler being there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, so uh, Diggy Zua. I do understand. I do like Dorrance Armstrong a little yeah. bit, too. They do kind of have some fun little edge guys. Mm-hmm. Dante Fowler could have a resurgence. Sorry, Josh. We completely That probably speaks more to Micah Parsons should be playing more edge snaps because they have all these little fun edge types. It means that they don't really have Collectively, it's like a big fat fart noise. Uh, Yeah. No, that's Sugar Daisy. Don't touch the board. (laughs) Thank you, Eddie. That's all we need. Pretty good one. So, okay, because, like, for instance, I don't think John has Micah Parsons ranked as his dynasty LB1. No. So and I think, of, no one does. No one. Everyone's on the regression track. John traded him for a first and a second, and that's probably smart. Yeah, it's a good way to cash out. I mean, I can't blame him for doing that. He got he got the one oh six in this draft and like mm-hmm. a second round pick, and I think he selected yeah. Devin Lloyd with that. So that's that Jameson Williams and Devin Lloyd. So you've replaced Michael Parsons and then grabbed. That's how you do it, folks. Yeah. That's why John works for PFF. Yeah, um, still okay. don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. Uh, doesn't like bacon, folks. Yeah, yeah something's up. Something's up. Yeah, don't ever come to America, okay? Okay. So I was just looking <laughs> to see where he was, and so he has for his linebackers: Roquan Smith, Darius Leonard, Micah Parsons. So not far off. I mean, he's got the top three, same top three, just in a different order. That's good. Who yeah. scores more in twenty twenty two, Parsons or TJ Watt? TJ Watt. You can't. I mean, TJ Watt's going off twenty one and a half sacks. He was an absolute monster. Uh, okay, so let's look at the consistency stuff. Micah Parsons, under 10 points, only twice. Over 10 points, 14 times. Sheesh. Over 20 points, seven times. <laughs> over 30 points, twice. TJ Watt, though. TJ Watt. TJ Watt broke all the all the spreadsheets. <laughs> Under under ten points three times, over ten points eleven times, over twenty points nine times, over thirty points five times. Yeah, Bobby's losing his mind over the uh, Donald Duck boner gif that aren't snuck into the uh, doc for Micah Parsons. This. It's at the very bottom. <laughs> Scroll to the very last page. I was just reading. I, I thought Bobby was really laughing at TJ Watts oh, wow, like insane production. One, Good stuff. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> counter argument, it's Micah Parsons. And uh, th- just Google Donald Duck yeah, boner oh, gif, and I'm sure you'll see it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, again, like to, like I think Josh mentioned earlier, fantasy football is about having fun, and Micah Parsons is 
one of the most unique yes. and fun players we've ever Rich. seen on the defensive side of the ball. That's the other thing, too, about him being a Dallas Cowboy. You're going to get to watch him on TV. A that ton. is true. That's nice. You're going to get all those primetime games. America's team. When can we change that to be a different team, please? Make it Cleveland. That's right. <laughs> this is uh, – Let's rally around Watson. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, call it a 24th case as we are recording. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I wanted to read this from John's PFF right up here, which is free, folks. Go check it out uh, over at pff.com. But he said, he, Parsons is always going to be a pass-rushing threat as he – as a rookie, as a rookie drafted as a linebacker earned a league-high 93 pass rush grade. You're telling me they're going to move this guy back to linebacker. What I will say to that is I will believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. I will believe it when I see it. I think these pieces they have, great, nice pieces. Your best edge rusher is still by far Micah Parsons, and that's a more valuable skill than what linebackers bring to the table. I just saw three edge guys go in the top five in the NFL draft. It is the most valuable position on the defensive side of the ball. Micah Parsons is going to play at edge. What are y'all doing? Are Parsons in hmm, Dynasty or Redraft? I don't really care. Are y'all taking him over the three edges? Garrett, Bosa, uh, uh, I'm forgetting somebody else. Yeah, they're in. he's in range. It's like, um, I mean, yeah, it should be like. Are you taking Micah Parsons as the 101? No. I'm still I, I don't think I am still either. taking TJ Watt. Yeah, I'm still taking the Dynasty three edge guys. And redraft. Oh, Dynasty and on Sleeper, which that's another note. Sleeper, yeah. he is a DL on Sleeper. So yes, on only sleeper. only DL or no, dual? He's dual. Okay, DL LB on Sleeper. So he is the 101 on Sleeper. Is no Watt doubt. as well? Watt's dual. Watt's dual as well, but Watt's 27, 28. What are we gonna do when uh, Parsons goes to defensive end in uh, real IDP leagues? That's he. He'll be the, be the sick as get hell. a massive, massive he, bump. He'll be the test case, and how do we decide these thresholds, and how do we decide to move guys over? Because he's he's the one that's kind of the if if you look at Michael Parsons and how his career started, he looks like Khalil Mack. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean Khalil Mack. If you look at his tackle numbers early on in his career, they were like eighty. I think he had like eighty something tackles, and then he had all those sacks. But I mean, that's kind of who he looks like on the stat sheet. He looks like. He looks like Khalil Mack, so we'll see how you know the usage, you know, looks going forward. But that's kind of who I think of him, of Michael Parsons as Khalil Mack with more tackle upside, mm. which I love is it. beautiful. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think Khalil Mack had the tackle upside that Michael Parsons is gonna have mm-hmm. uh, as the best linebacker and the best edge rusher. Like, how many players can say they are they are the best at two positions on their own team? Yep, he's a unicorn. He's a freak, Bobo. I don't disagree. I don't have him anywhere, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Wish I did. All right. Well, that was the top 25, I guess, technically, dynasty linebackers. Folks, make sure if you want more dynasty goodness, linebacker and otherwise, you can find Addy's dynasty ranks. Logan did his as well. So we have a consensus. And what's cool with the ranks is you can break it out so it'll have the consensus players listed for the dynasty ranks but you can click on the player's name and see where each of the rankers drafted or ranked those guys so check it out the idpdraftkit.com we are so very excited about these rankings and this draft kit we hope you all enjoyed this episode guys this was a kind of a throwback about a two hour sewed here on uh may 31st so needed it 
Needed, needed it. it. Start of summer. Hot weather's here. Got a new baby. Got a new baby. Be out here as long as possible. <laughs> I was going to say, keep you out in the shed and away from that house as long as we can, oh, Eddie. Sure. Thank you, boys. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you, Eddie. Appreciate you doing these ranks. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being on the golf course. I love it. I love it. I'm exhausted. I'm ready to go home, He's going to say, let's uh, let's get out of here. It's, we're pushing midnight. Mm-hmm. But we love and appreciate you guys. Appreciate you tuning in. Here on May 31st, listening to us talk about Dynasty Linebackers. You could be anywhere in the whole wild world. You could be on Park Mammoth, mm-hmm. but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. In our hearts. And we want to help you dominate your draft, so go check out the IDP Draft Kits. 20 bucks. I think you're really going to enjoy it. We're very proud of it. And uh, That's just two combos at Kings. That's right. That's that's, that's breakfast at Chick-fil-A at this point. That is breakfast at Chick-fil-A. So, I had it this morning. That's right. I had lunch. I had Chick-fil-A for dinner. I, I had Ridgepoint Market. That's a tenderloin biscuit and sausage. Okay, well, that's a downgrade. Yeah, nah, sausage is good. Sausage is fine. Sausage is fine. It's fine, but it ain't So with that, we're gonna leave you all. And uh, John Macri will be back in the feed next week talking rookie DBs with John Glosser. and then we will be coming back at y'all with some fun episodes the week after that. So. Stay tuned to the IDP show feed. We've got you covered top to bottom, off-season, post-season, and everything in between. Hope you all have a good week. We'll see you all here in a bit. And until then, thank you.